Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, it's another warm welcome from Round the Boards of Speedway podcast this evening. Live on BHP Radio, we're joined by my regular hosts, Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow. How are we doing, guys? Hi, guys. How are we all doing? I'm good. What's going on? Good, good. I, I can confirm that we have got no issues with guest appearances this evening. Um, well. uh, unfortunately, Nikolai's not on the show this evening. Um, he was, he wasn't, and then we decided he wasn't still. So... Just the three of us again this evening um, as we run through some of the bits that have been happening over the week. And of course, it's the finale of the SGP series in Torren, uh, as well as the SGP2 as well. Coupled with our predictions, the usual Watt versus Ludlow quiz and some other fun topics to talk about, which have caused a lot of discussion points this week, shall we say. And then um, to finish off, um, as advertised on our social media pages, we will be picking our championship one to sevens and then hopefully trying to get the top seven, shall we say, if we can all agree. Can we agree? No. It's unlikely, but it is. I mean, we, we might, might be able to some we, way. We I'd be shocked if we've all got the same one to seven, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we could be here all night doing this. <laughs> I think we will be. <laughs> but anyway, we shall begin. Lots to get through and we're going to start, obviously, in Torren, uh, Poland this weekend and the finale of the GP series and a win in the end in Torren for Martin Vasilik. Um, a superb performance from Martin. 
um, managed to get across. I thought he was brave picking gate two in the final, uh, but he got across Bartosz Marslik, who finished second. Leon Madsen finished third, and Magic Janowski was fourth. Um, before we go into the overall standings, just uh, just a touch on the meeting, guys. Did you both watch it? I watched it. I did, I think. Uh, I haven't finished it. I didn't catch it on the day, and I haven't finished it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, what, I mean, one talking point for me is, um, and it has been spoken about a lot, is the gates, shall we say. And it's, it's not just Torren where this has happened this season, but gate four, shall we say. No no victories off gate four. Kane, um, what, what are your thoughts on gates during a Grand Prix? Is there anything that can be done to make it better? I mean, there's some of them maybe, but half the time it's just the way the track is. You know, you can't, you can try to make it as even as possible, and I'm pretty sure they do. But at the end of the day, get one is always the quickest way around. And as the, the match um, lengthens on, sometimes get four and three can become an option. But you know, it's just not a thing it to run. Um, it wasn't. I think in the SGP two get three was decent at the end, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a look of the draw. Sometimes I don't think the rain helped. No, def- well, no, it, it certainly slickened up the inside of the track, um, which made it difficult for those to get across once they'd made the gate. But, um, Rob, I don't know if you've got this far yet, but lots of controversy in the meeting um, for many different reasons, tape touching and then a Jason Doyle exclusion as well. Have you, have you seen the Jason Doyle bit? Uh, I haven't yet, although from what, I've, what I can gather, um, from what, what I can gather of it is uh, a lot of people, some people think it was Jason Doyle's fault, but a lot of people aren't necessarily in that camp. Um, it's yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it myself yet, so I can't really can't comment I'll, too much. But I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll it. give my, I'll give well. I'll give my opinion. You go first. Go for it. Go for it. Match. Doyle was bad. Doyle. Yeah, I, I think I, he, I think he was rightly I disqualified. I disagree. Well, here we go. <laughs> no, go, go on. on what what bodes well. Why do you think he was in the wrong? Because he didn't successfully pass him and then Dudek fell off. Because I don't knocked, think... Because he knocked him off. So, so Dudek didn't try and turn left on him? No, I think Dudek was a turning. Oh. He, he, he did get a bit unsettled before they made contact. But mm-hmm. I don't think he deliberately blo- like turned into him to come off. I, I mean, I, it, it, it's it one of them that's sort of 50-50. Yeah, what it what it certainly wasn't a deliberate move from no, Dudek, but no. I just thought that, that Doyle had the edge going into that bend and Dudek knew he was in trouble and tried to lean. And I think Jason Doyle at that point couldn't back out of that move. And he was rightly yeah. angry afterwards. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily I, I I posted a comment in response to people on social media this week, but to shove a mic in Jason Doyle's face about five minutes after it's happened, I don't know. It, it's their job, and it's it's feeling that emotion that they're going through at that moment. But I'm sure Jason Doyle will look back on what he said and probably regret it a little bit. But that's what happens when you shove a mic in someone's face when it's just cost them a semi-final place. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of them 50-50 things, like I said. Um, I do think with the way that the rules are, I think it was the right disqualification. But you know, I mean, the comments where it's like, "Oh yeah, Doyle's um, he's like, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, you can't blame him for being angry. It's it's 
Well, I mean, he was already out of it anyway, but it's cost him basically more prize money mm. and a good a good end to the meeting. Because if he made maybe if he made the final or won it, then that might have guaranteed his wildcard spot. Yeah, certainly. Also, just yeah. just quickly, um, Robert Lambert has just won Heat Four by an entire straight. So Thanks. we'll just leave that Thanks, as it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's only Bachelor, so it's pretty much a gimme anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and just just touching on some of the other controversial incidents, there was there was a tape exclusion for for both riders actually. Freddie Lindgren, no, it weren't was it? Well, it, it was, and then it wasn't been... again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you saw this one came, but from the naked eye, um, I think Woffenden touched the tapes. So I think he, he just brushed it. He did. Um, but then for the referee to exclude Lindgren, and then all of a sudden Phil Morris is getting involved and telling Woffenden he's excluded, and then Lindgren gets a warning. I mean, I'm assuming that there was a conversation from the referee that that was the case. I don't know, but I think they made the right decision in the end. I think Wuffington. I don't know about Lindgren's warning because he moved. I think maybe he moved mm. because of Wuffington moved, and we've seen that before. Where, yeah, I don't know if they are actual actual warnings, but you know, I think Morris was right to come out and change it to the correct decision. Um, I don't know if it was through the referees. Thing or what, but yeah, I mean, as we maybe not clearly saw, but eventually did see in the replay that Ty Wolfenden did touch the tips. And yeah, and so, um, yeah, we'll just touch on our, our predictions then from this week. We don't have to do that. No, I mean, we all blobbed out again, so we'll, we'll go through it anyway. I had Lambert, who started <laughs> quite well, the, the tapes exclusion seemed to unsettle him. Um, Kane, you went for Dudek. What I mean, that's an inspired choice. I mean, he was a home rider, and he was yeah. doing all right, and then he didn't really do it right at all that night. He but... was. And and Rob picked Leon Madsen, and Leon Madsen had one of those nights where he was just so unpredictable. He was either first or he was last. Just Leon Madsen. I know, I know, I know he passed Yanofsky uh, in the final. God bless Magic Yanofsky. Um, uh, I will just, just think, uh, uh, I have just quickly had a watch of the... Doyle Dudek crash. Actually, mm-hmm. I've just just had a while you while you guys were having a talk. I've just had a quick watch, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go Team Doyle on this one. Actually, yeah. I, think, I he's he's at least half a bike in front, you, and you our Dudek is still turning left. I am remembering this through tipsy uh, he, eyes. So he he doesn't even know. Like, no. I, Doyle doesn't even know he's there. I don't I, think he even know. I think he's expecting Dudek to go white. Doyle's already made yeah. the pass. Well, he's half a bike I in mean, front. I've already said Doyle exclusion, so I can't turn back. And mm. he's and and Dudek's like leaning Dudek. all over him. I think Dudek's leaning all over him. And I, like other than literally pin it onto the white line all the way down a straight, there's no Doyle's going to move out, and that's that's the racing line. I, he's in front, so. Yeah, I, I think I think Dudek he's leaning on him quite a bit there, and I, yeah, I'm going Team Doyle with that one, actually. Yeah, and I have to agree. I'm not I'm not the biggest Jason Doyle fan, but I thought he was very unlucky there. I'll happily disagree. Uh, yeah, well, we can agree to disagree. We've got plenty of that coming up. So yeah, um, on to the series itself, and obviously a big well done, as we said, to the six qualifiers for next season. So Bartosz Marslik, Leon Madsen, Magic Janowski, third place. I don't know how he's done it. But at, at oh. points during this camp, well, at points during Torrent, I don't think anyone wanted to finish third. They all seemed to be doing their best to throw it away. But it was magic that come out on top. And I don't know whether to be 
well, obviously you've got to be happy for him, but I just don't know how he's done it. By it, constantly yeah. finishing second. Yeah, I he's mean, just obviously by scoring more points than the person in fourth place. But you, you wouldn't you, if you if you just said if you ask anyone if you said to someone, don't look at the standings and tell me where Magic Janowski finished. If and they would, no one in their right, no one is going to say third. It's a bit like doing it. Finished seventh in the last in the last four rounds. He has finished third and fourth twice. <sighs> I mean, he, he he's saved himself in the fourteenth twice. So. I can't remember the, who it was. Though. The pass in the semi-final. Um, who did oh, um, Billy. It, no, I don't think it was. No, no, oh, I can't Billy remember now who it was. Maybe it might have been Lingren actually. I can't remember. I can't remember anyway. But um, the, the pass that saved the pass that saved him was was brilliant, and that was it was pure magic. If you pardon the pun. <laughs> oh God, I, I didn't mean that, but. It, I meant it is in that is what he's capable of, and to finish third, we all we all said at the start of the the shows that we've done on here and the predictions that if he if he doesn't finish in the top three this year, he'll never do it. So he well done it. to Magic, Freddie Lindgren again, Mister Consistency in fourth place, and I'll come to you two for your thoughts on Freddie. Um, is he almost underrated? Well, not underrated is not the word, but he just always Forgotten. flies under the ra- He flies under the radar, but always is consistent. Yeah, he's. He ne- you never really feel like he's going to win the whole thing. He's. You never really. You, I, I don't think I'll ever put down Lindgren as a as a world champion. He's going to win one, but he, he, he he's going to be in that category of. You might, but yeah, you're weird. But um, he's going to go in. I think he's going to end up in that category with Lee Adams of being a very, very, very good rider, but not winning the world title. Yeah, and it's strange because a lot of people would have said Adams at the time was too nice to win a world title, but you wouldn't necessarily put Lingren's riding style in that category. You put maybe he's not nice enough. Well, maybe, maybe, but then Pedersen, like Nicky Pedersen is what a three time world champion and he's probably the, the the least nice rider going. So it's, um, I think he might've just peaked at the wrong time. If he peaked a couple of years earlier, maybe he could have been world champion. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably hit that, Sort of really consistent top six form when you've already got a Smarslick and yeah. you know even a Madsen who is who, let's Anyone be fair Madsen would probably be a multiple world champion by now if it wasn't if he wasn't racing against Smarslick every year. So and anyone that rides in this era now, the same as when Tony Rickardson was about, is in trouble with Smarslick about the, the guy's just unreal for me. Some of the moves, I, I, I don't know how he does it, but from no, a British perspective. Oh, sorry, go on, Rob. No, it's, I was going to say, with, with the smart set, I agree with you. Some of the moves he pulls off, you don't know how he does it, but he, it's that dive bomb. I will never understand the dive bomb. He sits right on the back wheel and he dive bombs up the inside. And you and I, you know, I've never raced, never sat my ass on a speedway bike. You have And I know what's coming, right? But it's, it's the way he holds it as well. He doesn't yeah, and he doesn't, go, he doesn't fly out to the fence. He keeps it, hold, holds it mid-track. I don't know. No, he's, got, he's got the upper core strength of a rhino. But it's <laughs> but he's, they well known for their upper body strength. I don't know, mate. I just thought of a big animal. That's what I went for. <laughs> I can say gorilla if you want. If that's easier, yeah. but I like it. Um, it's but I know what's I know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to steam up the inside, and it's like the riders either don't know he's going to do it, which I can't believe they don't know. Having raced with him for years now, or they know he's going to do it, and they're just terrified of sort of putting themselves in the way, and they're, they're sort of all right. I know what's coming. I'll, I'll get out of his way. But you don't want that. You want like you're somewhere. You know, I, again, going back to Nicky Pedersen, if you 
Pedersen's not going to give him that hole. He's going to plant the bike in there and say, well, you either shut off or you're clattering both of us. So it's, I don't know. I'm not, not saying riders should deliberately get them, get in his way to get hurt or anything like that, but it's, they do seem to sort of leave him a big enough hole for him to dive bomb up the inside of him. And it's, yeah. And you know what's going to happen, but no but as I said, I've never raced a speedway bike, so I can't really <laughs> comment too much. But from a British perspective as well, the final two spots: Robert Lambert, Dan Buley, um, fantastic performances came from both of them in the series as a whole. Um, and I don't think many were predicted at the start of the season that those two would have been ahead of Waffenden. Absolutely not. I mean, I think I said that no Brit was finishing the top six, and look at them. Yeah, now. I think I did as well. Yeah, but. Um... No, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Robert Lambert, the new GP number one. Bailey winning two GPs in his debut. And we know Ty Wolfden will get better than what he is this year. He's not been the Ty Wolfden that we've known. He's not won a GP. He's had a second place and a fourth. Yep. And that's as good but as he's got. Will he? Will he get better? Is I he on a he downward will. spiral now? Is no, that a conversation to have? Is he on a downward spiral? Maybe. It's... But we'll give, I'll give him another year. I'll, give, I'll let him off. Because um, there has been a few things he's he said at the start of the season. He was testing engines during the season. Yeah. He's let go his chief mechanic, so we 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 can let him off for one year. Big big questions for next season if it's the same thing. Will he? Does even he get in? Oh, well, I think I said I said in episode <clears> one. I think it was Waffen didn't seem to lack that spark anymore. This is I think Speedway has always been a bit of fun for Ty. Um, he just likes ride. He loves riding bikes, and I sense that that's when Rob, you say, is he going to get any better? I'm sort of in that bracket where I'm not sure. I don't think yeah. we'll see the, the three-time world champion again, but I still think he's got something to give. Yeah, I, I do. Like, hmm. like I said on my uh, post with the wild cards, um, I don't know if he gives a guarantee. We've seen it before where, like, obviously the previous world champions, like Jason Doll this year, I think, um, you know, they get a wild card because they're a world champion. You know, they're still technically a top 16 rider. But if it was someone else, like, say, Anders Thompson, who came in and had a second place, a fourth place, and then not much else, would people say the same thing? No, 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 I don't think they would. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I've got Wuffin in him. My, I believe, if I remember correctly, I got him in my my wildcard possibilities. Him, like definitely in. I think I had him with um, yeah. the Russian sort of situation. Yeah, I, and I mentioned that two Brits finishing above him. If there's any motivation for him, yeah, you know, if it's if if he moves on from if it's going to move on from him just having a bit of fun to actually having a motivation to like to really push on is how you know two Brits. Yeah. Do you know what I want to see? Tie Wolfenden in the Spirit European Championship. See what happens. Just see what happens. If he wins it, then you know he's back in. If he doesn't, then well, oh well, you'll live. <laughs> well, you, that's what I mean. It's I mean, get rid but... of all the GP riders and turn it into a second division GP. Well, that that's that's <laughs> our great idea, isn't it? But no one listens know. to us. No, nobody listens to us. Not unless it's anything bad, I suppose. Yeah. But... but just just finishing off the positions, then Patrick Dudek seventh. I'm sure he's. I don't know how he feels today, but. I bet he's glad he's not riding anymore. Um, Ty Woffenden, Vashlik, who'd done really well to finish ninth in the end, um, and without missing that GP, potentially could have made a top six, but we'll never know. Doyle was 10th. Mickelson finished 11th. 
Holder 12th, Frick 13th, Thompson 14th, and uh, poor old Pavel Chapelski. I mean, he didn't even pick up a point on his home track because he got outscored by Lewandowski in the end. I'm not even going to comment on that. You know how I feel. <laughs> but I think this is the ideal time to move into, um, as we've been on social media, with our wild cards for next season. So we've got the six. Um, we've got the three from the GP Challenge, which is uh, Kim Nielsen. Uh, Dan, not Dan Bewley. Well, he is, Jack Holder, it? Jack Holder, and Max Frick, which gives us nine. So we have six wild cards. So we do. Let's go to you first, Rob. Oh, I didn't realize we're doing this bit. Hang on, I've got to get. get well, we might out. as well. I know we've put it on social media, but we might as well explain our. Six. If you want to see what we post on our social media, um, search Round the Bars on Facebook or on Twitter. Our handle is RTB underscore Cast. Please, Thank you. please, please follow us. Twitter was dead for a long time, but I have revived it. Thanks very much, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for filling in. Thanks for doing that little bit of filler there, Kane. Because I, on it, I had to double check who my six was. Uh, I, I were. was also doing Apologies the same thing. The point, I, I, so. Yeah, um, cheeky. Point, I like that I'm, filler there. I like I'm that filler. Things. So, as I've now remembered, shockingly enough, what my top, what my six were, or eight, I should probably say, because we've got the two Russians, maybe or maybe not. Um, so if I'm including the two Russians, uh, I've got Patrick Dudek, who I, in, in fact, did state if I had a mortgage, I would put it on him to be in the GPs. Mm-hmm. You, know, you finish level on points with sixth place, and you win a Grand Prix, and you hit the podium multiple times. He's going to be in it, isn't he? That's, that's dead cert, I think. Yeah. Uh, then I've got, I went for Ty Wuffenden, as, as, as we said, um, because I think they're going to pick him. Uh, he's a multiple world champion. Two Brits finishing above him might spark him a bit more into life. So, um, and then I've got Anders Thompson, won a Grand Prix, got injured halfway through, and I think that sort of injury might have, although it's not helped him in one way. Getting injured is not good, but getting injured in this case might give him a, a reprieve in the Grand Prix series, possibly. <clears throat> Um, and then the last one, the slightly left field one, was Jonas Kolodze on the basis that he finished second in the European Championship. So he's the de facto best rider in the European Championship that isn't already in the GPs. So I didn't really understand why they wouldn't pick him anyway. Or why he just didn't get a spot. Boring. Boring pick. Boring pick. Brilliant. <laughs> Who have you picked? Rory Schlein. I... Um, <laughs> uh, and obviously... Obviously, that was including the two Russians. Now, assuming Saifut and Abu aren't involved, I've gone for Martin Vasilik, who's really sort of put himself in the shop window, maybe. Um, if I'm correct, we you, did. Would you only pick Vasilik if the two Russians weren't there? Well, I mean, that team? was before. We did do these before he won another Grand Prix. So, oh, you know, would I maybe him. mix those up? Maybe I'd put Vasilik in instead of Thompson, maybe. If I, now that now I've seen him win two GPs this year, possibly. Um, so maybe him and Anders Thompson are sort of swappable. Uh, and then the last one is a bit of a Swindon pick, really. I've just picked Jason Doyle um, because... Boring. Boring, brilliant. <laughs> uh, if he can, tra- as I said in the post, if he can transfer that league form that he's got pretty much all over the continent um, into a GP series, he's more than capable of mixing it with, with anyone. So yeah, he just needs to sort of sort his individual form out like he does with his league form. Um, yeah. I was kind of hoping him being back in Britain this year might have sort of given him a sort of made him a little bit better. And I think he did. He was a little bit better this year than he was last year. 
So there was improvement. So I think he just needs to improve more if he does get a pick. But again, he might be on the fortunate side if he does get one. While on the topic of that, I actually think Biden in England has made Max Frick worse this season. Yeah. That that was uh, something the group was talking about before. Mm. And I wouldn't disagree. No, I wouldn't. Just getting a lot there. We can get on back to what we were talking about now, but yeah. Is it, is it that, or is it riding in the Polish second tier? Well, I rather don't know. than the extra. He was winning races for fun in there for a while. Yeah. And but... then they bottled the playoffs. Yay. But. but I would agree it, it probably hasn't helped either. That is also another changing factor. It's not just the fact that he's racing in the British League. I'm just, you know, trying to help us here a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's not all our fault, maybe. For once. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, a little bit. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll move on to, to my picks because my picks are quite similar to yours, Rob. Uh, I like how we're leaving the best or last. Well, yours is the most controversial, so I want to leave it to yeah. last. Um, so I've gone um, Waffenden as well um, as a three-time ex-world champion. I, I still believe he's one of the 15 top riders in the world. Um, Patrick Dudek, who I thought was massively unlucky to miss out, just a, a poor final round has really cost him in the end there. Uh, and Anders Thompson was another one. Um, a winner in Gorshoff, um, an injury has curtailed his season. For me, Thompson and Mickelson were very close, uh, and for me, and Thompson just edged it over him. I, I went for Martin Vasilik as one of my four as well, if you exclude the Russians, because Vasilik would be in both lists because he's won two Grand Prix. Had it not been for injury, he could potentially have been in the top six anyway. So he's he's almost a guarantee for me, and then. If the two Russians are allowed, they would make up my six. If not, I've gone for, again, like Rob, Jason Doyle. A massive reprieve if Safutinov, who I, I understand potentially is going to end up back at Torren next season. So I've heard. Um, off from the grapevine. Off from the grapevine. So I, so I potentially think he might be in the Grand Prix again with Laguta. I'll, I'll let you finish, but I've got one little little bonus pick actually about your possible pick. So I'll just okay. let you. I'll, I'll just. So I've got Jason Doyle. It's not. It's not your dad having a word in your ear, is it? No, 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 no. So no. I've gone Doyle for a reprieve there, and then my final one, um, and it's, it's it's probably come from the heart. This one, friend of the show, Rasmus Jensen, and I'd just something that. a little bit. I would love it. Just some, just something a little bit fresh. He's done. I think he's done. I, I mean. It probably won't happen because Dominic Kibera finished above him in the SEC. He just missed out there. He had a good Grand Prix at Voyant. He's had an excellent season individually. Um, and, and I think it just needs someone like that. And he would be a third Dane to go along with Madsen and Thompson. So that's my six. Okay, bone to pick. You go. said uh, that Varshlik, had he not had the injury, would have probably made the top six. But he's only missed one round. And it's 11 points However, off. However, he was 11, still yeah, injured for that's... the the, uh, the two he came back for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, possibly, was... yeah but he, pulled out he would fully points. miss one round. And, he's, you know, and he, would be, he wouldn't be... You know, I know he has won the last round, so it is sort of irrelevant. Uh, uh, but... Yeah, but he wasn't 100% for the... Uh... He's won that final round. I'm not he sure. He missed Cardiff and he was yes, still he missed Cardiff. for Voyens and Melilla, I think. I mean, that would have injured him anyway, riding at Cardiff. <laughs> Well, yeah, that would have injured anyone, but yeah, it's still eleven points off, even with two yeah, Grand Prix no, wins. That's what I said. Potentially, it might have happened. Yeah, but if you think right, had he got of eleven, or, or had he got ten, he could have took more points off of, say, Waffenden or Dudek or Lambert. 
by getting those 10 points because Lambert only got five at Cardiff. If Vashlik mm. could have got 10, that would have knocked more points off Lambert because I think who come in for Vashlik would have been was uh, Lebedev's yeah, and he only got six points in the end, so potentially he's taken more points off other people. But I, yeah. I, I think he, he would have because he was still injured in Denmark or Sweden. But the round he came back in, for. I like, I like Martin, but in many respects, it's well, it hasn't saved Dan Bewley because he was guaranteed anyway. But he he would have finished above him. But over to you then, Kane, because I know yours is the most controversial. Right, we'll we'll start strong, um, Dudek, because. He, he should have been in the top six anyway. It was an absolute disaster in run, but he'll live. Then I, I'm going to say Martin Basic because he would have made the top six because he was injured for Denmark and Sweden and didn't ride in Cardiff. Right, Doyle rode with virtually a broken leg all year and won the world title. Yeah, so but that's yeah, not... he's still finished in the top six. Well done him. But it's 2022 now and Martin <laughs> Basic is... Injured. Yeah, but Doyle's Doyle's was a bone injury as well. Basilix was like you, you're talking shoulders, you're talking muscles, ligaments. Exactly, uh, legs aren't important in speedway. Yeah, non-comparable. I'd like to see someone with one leg jump on a bike. I'd like to see someone with one leg jump on a speedway bike, mate. Kenny Carter rode with a leg in plaster cast, didn't he? At no. a British final, I believe. You you won't remember. Stop I backing him up. <laughs> you're on my team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck it. No, sorry. <laughs> Apologies for the language. Kane, keep that down, please. Sorry, sir. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to it. This is the one that I think should happen. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say this. The Riga Rocket, my Latvian lover, Andy Lebedevs. <laughs> oh. And I think I think it's not out of the realms of possibility. Right? He made the semis into run when nobody fancied it. He Once. was... What? Once. Once. He made yeah, the, once. I mean, Pavel Chapelski made the semis once. Is he getting a pick? No, because he lost to a tournament reserve. But anyway, he only had half the season. But he still would have made top six anyway. But if you give him a full season to prep, right? He's coming into the extra league with Krosno, I think. Yeah. And yeah. he did openly say in his first GP, the nerves were getting the better of him. You know, he's a, he's a half a season now. He's a bit more used to it it's only going to go one way for Randy and it's going up and let him in give Andy a chance he finished nowhere in the SEC yeah but I mean you know it's fine and I believe if memory serves me right he was in the he was in the GP challenge and he was woeful yeah but I mean it's fine I mean there's two reasons (laughs) there's two reasons and the fact that let's be fair other than that semi-final appearance his best round was in the round you said where he was too nervous yeah but it's fine. I mean, you know, it's another year. You'll be fine. We just, just let him. Just give him a go, man. Please. Yen. I mean, Jensen got virtually half the same number of points from one round. Yeah, but I mean, who cares? Me, I care. Okay. He'd he'd win it if you put it in dog of pills. He wouldn't. We might do actually, but he probably wouldn't. But I mean, you know, give him a chance. Just just see what happens. Just, just I know because he's been he's been wild card at dog of pills lots of times. Yeah, just why can't you be a wild card for the GP series? Because there's no Diamond Pills round, is there? It's only fair. Well, you've heard it out here, boys and girls and people, that if you make one semi final, you get a wild card pick. So, Pavel Chapelski, keep nah, your phone not, near you, mate, because you're, you're getting caught up. He he was art. I, I said something I was a, probably didn't mean at the time, but I said he was one of the worst riders in the GP series ever. 
and that's a run round for made me mad. Right. <laughs> we'll leave it, it there. Made me quite, it, it made me quite. It might have been well. a financial it, issue, but it made me mad. Mine was financial, yeah. yeah. I mean, hit it. When yeah, I mean to be to be. You didn't put him on for a semi-final place, did you? No, no. I'm glad I didn't. I did push everyone to go for a semi. <laughs> I did get a semi so when the GP2 final happened. It wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't too. It's not out the rounds of possibility that a rider on his own track that he's ridden that for years would make a semi-final in a Grand Prix. But to to finish dead last behind the reserve, disgraceful, is not great. Anyway, back to my wild cards. Yeah, go on. I've lost my list. Hang on. Where's it gone? Oh, Found it. Time, yeah. It's okay. I'm gonna be really quick. Mikkel Mickelson. You know, I think he's better than Anders Thompson, and he performed better. He had a good start. And then he made, did he finish third? Second? Third? Third. Finished third in third. Warsaw. Then he finished fourth in, no, he finished fourth in Warsaw and third in um, Croatia. Croatia, yep. See, I know. And then he made four semifinals at the end of the year. So, you know, Anders Thompson did an out. Well, he did, he did win a GP, actually. Apart from that, he did an out. He so, won six well, yeah. Six, uh, Six rounds, he's made three semi-finals, and in two of those, he's made the final. And one of those, he's won. Yeah, but what happened in the other three ones? Now, last. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say 15th, that about Mickelson. And like thirteen. Say that he's got three, one, eight. Mm, yeah, but eight is a lot better than one. Well, it's not. Yeah, really, he's also got it? a one. Anyway, it's like it's like arguing Look, with a. With yeah, this, and it? he was injured. <laughs> you know, half like last three meetings with a broken ankle. Just give him a chance. A bit like Andy, but this one's probably a bit more realistic. Uh, and then for yeah. the Russians, you know, obviously I've got the Russians in because, well, yeah. Um, and if they're not in, um, it'll be Janusz Kolodzie because I don't think that GP riders should be in the SEC. And Boy. if they weren't, he would have won and be in the GPs. So we'll leave it there. And then my last one was Ty Wuffenden because it's Ty Wuffenden. But I think with the two Brits being in, it maybe puts a bit of strain on him getting in. So, slight issue there. And that's it. But, you know, I, I, they could all be wrong. But if Andy Lebedev well, gets in, oh, what a, what a day. We all know that Kane's not getting six out of six anyway. But No, he's definitely not. Not without Lebedev. Lebedev's. Lebedev's Burge, Joe Screen, um, me, <laughs> you, and Christoph Matthew Gassi Weathers. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, stuff. Cash anyway. Was like. <laughs> I hope so. We'll we'll move on. Um, um, just moving on to the SGP two then, which happened on the the Friday evening, um, and Matthias Scherniak became um, SGP two champion um, quite comprehensively in the end. He, he managed third place in the final. I have, uh, which I have some, something to say about this as well, but we'll okay. I'll let you carry on yeah, for a bit. But, I've seen it, but yeah, Jakob Miskoviak won the final in the end from Victor Lampart, who had been unbeaten up until that point. Uh, Scherniak was third and Matthias Swidnicki was fourth. Um, Kane, I think I know what you're going to say, but go for it anyway. What, what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, I think you're going to talk about Swidnicki's crash. Well, no, well, I'll, get to that, I'll get to that later, but first I'm going to say oh, Matthias Scherniak was not the best rider in the series and he was lucky to win both rounds. That's what I'm going to say. He's not- Oh, oh my god! In in right oh. in round one, right he only won because Yangfeck broke down at the tips, and then in round two he would not have won, right? Because okay. 
he flipped it. He won it. by 17 points. Though. Yeah, but he wouldn't have won round one, so we'll leave that there. Right. Correct got 18. Goose. Correct all Goose right, to the one. So we'll say that's what? Correct. 16, 18 points, okay? He pa- did he not pass Goose in the final? Yeah, but young Craig broke down. So, but yeah, but he'd have still got 18. Anyway, that's not the main <laughs> issue. Cardiff is the main issue because he flipped it and then like, yeah, match is done now, you win. But if, if big if, because it probably wouldn't have happened, but if they did the full 20 heats, there was no way Shernak was winning. They did do the full 20 heats. Can I, um, and the, G- the can full I just... 23 heats even. I, I do tell um. you why. Can I point something out? Go on then. Even if he had finished last in his semi-final, he'd have got nine, which was 11 less. And then two less than the first one if Kvekamp broke down. So that's 11. So he'd have finished 45, still six clear of Kvek, who might have got an extra... They might have finished level. He would have at least had a runoff. Yeah, but we're not taking into account what could have happened in the other heats, you know? You don't. You never know. I mean, what if Goose didn't absolutely in, die after the in, first round. I mean, if, that's if Cherniak would have finished last in his semi-final at Cardiff. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just Jankvek's really good. And I oh, think he's... Well, how old is Jankvek, actually? 24. 24? <laughs> no, I that. It's under 21, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's I don't like, know how I think he's, like I think he's 21 I think he, I think he's 21 he's one of the older ones in the field Jankovic done well he finished second he's in the 20 end and, uh... okay Jankovic is 20 next year Jankovic SGPT world champion tell it now and, and reigning SGPT champion or under 21 champion Jakob Muscoviak finished third in the end so oh. uh, so well done to them guys but, but what happened on a with a young, not young, Jakub Muscoviak on the there to run meeting. Did he? Did he have someone bet on twenty five pound him? Did he? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was me. But, yeah. but the most important fact out of this is Rob got his prediction correct. Jakub <sighs> Muscoviak with the win. What um, a surprise! I went for Jan Kvek, um and came foolishly went Matthias Scherny. You just, you two just stole my picks. That's what happened. The thing is, it was, I I managed to talk you into that one by saying like. It was possible he could have won all three rounds. Although, for some reason in my head, I was like, he's not going to win three rounds on the bounce. He's he not. just isn't. He is. It's just not going to happen. Lampard oh, should have won, to be fair. But cheers, Winitsky. But hey, right, let's move on again. We've got to rattle through these. We're hey. moving. We are zooming. We've got, we've got the Watt versus Ludlow challenge. Oh, oh is, that, is that now? Is that now? Yeah, that's oh, now. Just, just joking. I'm winning now, aren't I? I think I so. believe you are. By Let's have a, a little point. look. I believe you one point up after that bonus. I had an absolute meltdown last week. You'll have an even bigger meltdown this time. Is it 1960s White City Riders? Because that's what I'm yeah. prepping for. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I, did, I did tell you that was coming. It's getting harder. I mean, this one is proper left field now. Right. It's Grand Prix related again. Um, due to a rider finding his way onto the podium. That's all I'm going to tell you because you probably know the answers now. But no. since 1995, 22 riders have made it onto the podium, but not to the top of the podium for that particular year. Mm. So, Wait, what? Basically, I want you to name the 22 riders that have finished second and third in what, every in, GP series. Oh, in a series. Could, okay, okay. I thought you okay, were right. I, was, I was like, what? I was a bit they worried, though. You were that. going to say the riders that have finished second or third but never won it. So you're just no. saying second or third, it can be riders that have won it in another year. Fine. That's I must great. admit that was an option, but it would have decreased the riders quite a lot. So okay. this is the 22 riders that have finished either second or third 
but they may have gone on or previously won a GP series. So we're just going for a GP podium then? Yes. Sound. Series podium. Series, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Series okay. podium. God, there's too many answers for each GP. Yeah, I, I think we might have done that. We might have done something. Ever. Oh, no, we did European Championships, I think, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, don't uh, I think Gosh, we'll go... Kane, let's start with you. Yudovsky? Yes. Oh, I panicked for Third a second. Third place, then. 2022. Leo Madsen? Yes, two second places, 2019 and 2022. Patrick Dudek? Yes, a second place in 2017. I've got some facts this time. You do? Ooh. Uh, Christoph Kasperzak. Yes, everyone's favourite. Second place, 2014. Emil Saifutinov. Yes, I've seen him. He has finished no higher than third, did you know? Third, three times. Three times? 2009, 2019 and 2021. Bartosz Marslik. Bartosz Marslik has two seconds and a third to his name. That is correct. Ty Woffenden. Woffenden is also correct. Two seconds and a third as well for him. Lee Adams. Lee Adams. Everyone knew that. Did you know this this surprised me actually? Lee Adams, only two podiums. Yeah, he got second, I think, was the highest he managed, I think. Yep, one second and one third. I thought it was more than that. I didn't know he came third. Just one eighty. Yeah, I do now. Cheers, guys. Um oh it's my turn, isn't it? Should probably say Stop stalling. Sorry, sir. Um Yarrick Hampel. Yarrick Hampel. Yes. Got to get Two seconds second in the third I, I as well. I was almost certain he finished second one, yeah. Yeah. Two seconds yeah, in the third. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. Jason Crump. Jason Crump. This is, his record is quite remarkable. What is as it? As well as all his world, world titles, he has had five seconds and two thirds. What a time to be riding in an era with Tony Rickardson and Nicky Pedersen. Yeah, that was a hell of early noughties was prime GP, I think. That is mm. prime GP. I well, I don't think I was watching Speedway then. Let me start on that. Sorry. Fake fan. Um I think you've just said a correct answer, but I don't know if it's been said. So I'm just gonna like say it anyway and say Nicky Pedersen. Oh, Nicky Pedersen is correct. Yeah. A second and three thirds. Uh, I'll say the other one because I'm I can't I can't believe he hasn't been on the podium and after all of his wins, Tony Ricardson. Tony Ricardson, two seconds, two thirds. That is correct. Greg Hancock. Ooh, another good answer. I'm what sure. is his title? Two two seconds and three thirds. Angel Thomas Collar. Oh, sorry. That's all. Right. I was just explaining some facts there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Thomas Collar. Another good record from him. Two seconds and four thirds. Doing well there, guys. Eight left. And these are quite tricky. Can I just ask what the question was? So, is it, is it want... podiums and winning or just podiums? Just podiums. Just podiums. They Flying could Ryan have Sullivan. also. Flying Ryan Sullivan. Flying Ryan Sullivan. Third place, yep. 2002. Ooh. 
Um, oh, I know he's won one. Has he been on a podium? Oh, I'm going to go for it. Mark Aram. Is an incorrect no. answer. What a fucking... I thought he what did. What a surprise. <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> You've not said an explicit word again, have you? Oh, I was very close to you. I've... I'll be honest. You've... The answers are quite difficult, to be fair. Did somebody say Andreas been... Jonsson? No. No, I was second. thinking. He was the only other one I knew. Andreas Jonsson was on there. I mentioned this guy earlier. Freddie Lindgren. Oh. Has finished third twice. Who else have I got on here? Sam Ermelenko, the first ever Grand Prix series. He was third. Hans Nielsen. Billy Hamill. Jimmy Nielsen. Mm. And then my favourite, 2013, Niels Christian Everson. Oh, he said Everson. Oh. He said Everson. Yeah, I, I love that. I'll make sure I get it right now. <laughs> you two keep ribbing me for it. So We've pressured him into getting it right. <laughs> so, Kane, he's brought the series level again. Let's go. Absolute, absolute scenes. Let me just fill this in on my sheet. This is an absolute Hello. battle of the century, this is. It's tight. It's amazing how I keep the results so tight. I, I really am struggling for questions now, though. I won't lie. Have you not got that group of um, super special yeah, people? Or are they just like, that's all gone, quiet? That's all gone quiet now. These super special people have disappeared. Right, you super special people who probably <laughs> don't listen to the show anymore, but might still listen to the show. Sort it out, please. Right, come on. Come and help me out. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on quickly then. Um I'll give you some questions if you want. Go. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be helpful. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no no problem. We shall move we shall move on to our predictions and our final one of the week from last week uh was the Armadale versus Bellevue National come Development on. League. Uh this was tainted though, what a match. it was raining. What a match. Josh Embleton, one point away from a full league maximum. So anyway, um Armadale managed quite a convincing victory over Bellevue in the end. Unfortunately, uh, Nathan Ablett didn't arrive for the meeting. I don't know what happened to him, but but he just didn't arrive. Just disappeared. But Kane (laughs) wins because he picked an Armadale victory. Um, Kane was best. Me and Rob robbed that again. Um, We both went for Bellevue victory. So after last week's predictions, Rob, you are on 36. I am on 29 and Kane is on 26. And we move on to our fixtures this week. So we'll include our predictions for the wild cards on, on the screen. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I wouldn't have picked Lebedevs if we did that. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then oh, not shall... so keen on Big Andy anymore. Oh, then. Yeah. We shall move on to our other fixtures this week. And the first one sees Oxford against Leicester in the first leg of the National Development League uh, playoff semi-final. So i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that rob's not really thought about this so i'm gonna to come to kane first no i think we should go to rob first he's i don't think he's ever done a national league one first so we should go to rob first um, I'll, I'll go first i'll, I'll, sorry, I'll rob, go yeah. first with my hours of really thinking into this um i am gonna go for an oxford win at home it's just the one leg, yeah? We're just going the one leg. We're not going two. Yeah, just yeah. this leg. Okay, Don't I'm going straight. Oxford home win, but I think I think it'd be close. Oh, here we so, go. I'm just I've listening. Really to... I've really thought about this as well, and I've got a score, and I've worked it all out. So if you pick I'm, I'm going to give you um, just a bit of an insight. During the uh, the official league, it went 45-45. Don't tell him that, because that's what I've researched. 
You, oh, you've gone 45 45, have you? No, Let's be fair. Nobody in their right mind is going 45 45. If, you, if anyone for a picks prediction. draw and it's a draw, they get 10 points. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm not picking a draw. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty-seven, forty-three to lot uh, to Oxford. Sorry. Yeah. Cheers, cheers Rob. Yeah. Thanks. Don't <laughs> <laughs> need to go next. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Literally give up. He's gonna get it right as well. Guaranteed. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go for an Oxford win. Um, He'd fall in a pile of manure and come up smelling the roses. <laughs> I love this. Oh, uh, right. Anyway, Oxford will win. I bet you're going to go 48, 42, right? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going first on red car and pull. I want it. Oh, I need a minute. Oxford, Oxford will win. Um, they will win 50, 40. That's all right. I'll let you have that. Um, <laughs> give up, mate. I had so much planned for this. Right, about how well, <laughs> Why how didn't you just go first? I'm going first. I'm going first on the red car one. I ain't having this. I'm going 48. I'm going 48, 42 because that's as close as I can get to it. I don't understand why you didn't just go first. If this finishes 47, 43, I'm throwing the laptop out of the way. <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, and, and I'm going first this time. I don't care what you say. Uh, Red Car against Paul is our second meeting of the week, which is the Knockout Cup uh, final, first leg at Red Car. And before anyone nicks it, I'm going 48 42. To Red Car. Red Car. Yep. Research that one as well. Fancy him. Based on previous performances. So we'll come to... I'm going to let Rob go last this time. Kane, you're next. <laughs> I don't know grudges, but... Um, hmm. I think it will be close. I don't think either team's going to run away with it. Pool won by 10 last time. Um, don't think that's going to happen again. No. Or will it, actually? What? Good question. Hmm. I think Eric Riss had a particularly poor meeting. He did. He only won one race. But John Jenkins only got two. Jason Edwards only got five. Cass Branson only got four. And Adam Ryan only got two. But he's not there anymore. So, e. Um. Yeah, red car. Nah, do you know, Poole will win. Poole are going to win. 47-43. Rob, over to you. Uh, I was actually going to go for a Paul win as well, actually. Um, uh, I expected both of you to go red car wins, so I thought, you know, I've got points to play with. <laughs> I'll do something a bit wild. Um, so I'm going to go... Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh. not quite like that. No, nah. um, I will go... I'm going to go 48-42, but the other way around, so I'm going to go Paul to win 48-42. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I know you do, mate, I know. The, the saltiness doesn't come across this mic very well, but I'm picking a bit of, a bit of it up, mate. But, <laughs> I love that. They are our meetings for next week, and there's there's still plenty more to come, a lot of finals still to come. Just looking at the fixtures after this evening's meetings, there's still 27 official meetings left to get through, and we're in on the 3rd of October. So. 
28 days, isn't it? The, the yeah. grand final has official dates now, but sadly I didn't write them down. But... Championship you once. What did I say? No, you just said uh, the grand final. Oh, yeah, the championship grand yeah, final, you... yeah. The championship, I believe, is the 21st and 22nd of October. Yeah, I believe that's right, yeah. Um, which is quite late, considering if the... As what are we saying? saying? Do you think we'll still up? be racing in November again? Well, I, I tend to think because the final of the playoffs is obviously going to be next Monday and Thursday, which yes. then tends to make me believe that the knockout cup final between Kingsland and Sheffield will be the 17th and the 21st. No, 20th, sorry. Which means they've then got to get two more pairs events in. So I don't think the pairs is going to finish. No, I don't think it will. And then you, then you look at the championship and Paul have still got you could say seven meetings, including the Jubilee. And then you look at the, the National Development League and Leicester again have got at least five meetings, possibly seven of the ten. <laughs> Four. So th- there's still a lot of fixtures to get through, put it that way. Just want to say, I remember when Speed was started in March. Yeah, yeah I do I I remember them, though. Good time. I don't understand. Like, the season's been going on for, say, six months, and they haven't been able to get six pairs meetings run. In fact, they've only managed to get four run. It's ridiculous. In six months. Like, you only need one a month. You could run them all in one month if you really wanted to. Run them all in a week if you really wanted to. But six months, and we've still got two to go. I mean, I think everyone bar Ipswich cares now. British Speedway. In anyway, talking of British Speedway, I've got a couple of bits before we do our championship one to sevens, and I, I don't. I, I mean, I want to spend a, a good half an hour talking about our teams, but I also want to spend a good little while talking about these bits and pieces as well. Um, the first one that's come up is obviously the news surrounding Robert Lambert's uh, appearance for Bellevue this evening. Um, as we understood it um, on, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, the move had been blocked by the BSPL. Um, I, at that point, I was ready to come on the show and clap my hands and say well done to the BSPL for standing their ground. And then, um, suddenly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, lawyers would get involved and all of a sudden, Robert Lambert is wearing a Bellevue race jacket. And Nathan um, cried. Against Ipswich this evening. I, I just want to point out before we begin, I, I have no issues with Robert Lambert riding for any other team or, or in fact, riding in Great Britain. Um, what I do now have an issue with, and my mind has changed so much, is, again, the BSPL have have buckled, not necessarily on just this decision. Earlier in the season, they have set a precedent, which is totally... I spent Saturday reading the rule book. That's how sad I am. I read the rule book confirming the, the, the transfer um, rulings, um, both parts of it, which... Again, it's like a, it's pretty much like a card guarantee. It's not worth the paper it's written on. But well, it isn't now because they don't pay any attention to it anyway. But the point is, rules are set out, and people have interpreted them differently, manipulated them, call them what you want. But Bellevue have used it to their advantage now because the BSPL have allowed other teams to use it this season, namely Sheffield, which is why I think lawyers are involved and why this has happened. You guys agree? What are your thoughts? We'll come to you. Uh, let's go, Kane. Let's come to you. Hello. Um, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. Um, 
they're not the first team to do it, and they won't be the last. They're not the first team to have injuries in the playoffs, and they won't be the last. But I think the issue stems from poor wording in the regs. And um, I've got the I've got the rule here. If you want to, yeah. I, I can re- just so everybody yeah. knows. So the so the the rule in question, or at least the rule we think is in question. So uh, states a Premiership transfer window opens after twenty five percent of the league fixtures and are, are completed, and closes when seventy five percent of the league fixtures are completed. This permits changes to the team on two occasions, except for proven long-term injury. Now, sorry, that's that's it. I've got my own opinion, which I'll give in a minute. So carry on, Kane. My apologies. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it, I think there's another rule in the rule book as well, which is like goes the other way. Like, I don't have it on me. I, I think it's got like a deadline that team changes have got to be done like yeah. full stop it's weird because it sort of contradicts this because if you get there's yeah, like the a deadline 28th of August something like that yeah the cut off the cut off the absolute end was the 31st of August there we go so it's make... so this is where two different the, rules isn't it but they'll view of and this is why I think they could do with putting the rulings together and make it more clearer that I, I sort of understand and I brought it up with you guys earlier about the Sheffield incident essentially Jake Allen was replaced by Justin Sedgman as an injury replacement. So should should Jake Allen now not be bought back in for Sedgman because he's not injured anymore? But then they might make the argument that the transfer window's closed. Yeah, but then yeah. that would have been their third transfer. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, but that, 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 that was, that, that's, in the, that's also in the rules, isn't it? Is that any law, any injury replacement, once the transfer window's shut, then they have to be, then they have to come back in. That doesn't count as a transfer. A injury, an injured rider coming back into the team in his original place doesn't count as a transfer. Yeah. So, so then they would have been at two transfers if Jake Allen was coming back in. And then this, this whole situation with Bellevue wouldn't be a, a situation. Although, again, the wording of it is permits changes on two occasions. It doesn't state how many ta- how many changes you can make on those two occasions, but you can only make changes on two occasions. So, in theory, you could make four changes on one occasion and three on another is the way I read that. The, the issue for me is that the first sentence is separate, in my opinion, to the second part. I think that's the problem. So, you've, you've got the premiership transfer window opens between 25% and 75%. Then it says yeah. this permits teams to to make changes on two occasions, except for proven long term injury. So the except for proven long term injury is in the same sentence as the permits changes to the team on th- on two occasions. So that says to me that the team can make an ec- they can change again for a third occasion if it's proven to be a long term injury. It doesn't say, in my opinion, that you can make that change outside of the transfer window. It states what the transfer window is. And how many times you can make changes during the transfer window, but you can make an extra change within the transfer window if it's a proven long-term injury. That's what that says to me. So that's where, in my opinion, the problem is, is that it's outside of the transfer window. So it should have been blocked. Not that I have any problem with Robert Lambert riding. I think having another GP rider over here is brilliant. That's fine. Got no problem. Even if it's just for the playoffs, doesn't bother me whatsoever. More bums on seats, more people watching the meeting. Not a problem. But but, but let's say, for instance... Swindon were in this semi-final or, or, or let's just say let's say Ipswich were in this semi-final and had a 10-point lead going into this meeting at Bellevue do you think that, that Chris Louis would have laid down and let this happen? Uh, I'm, 
It depends on whether or not, you know, I think we're sort of speculating as to whether or not he's laid down and let it happen or not. I mean, it's possible. But again, the, the problem here isn't necessarily the rider or the teams. It's the, it's, the, it's the wording and the rules. The rules aren't clear enough. You know, I can say that's what it says to me, but it doesn't. Yeah, obviously, it doesn't mean that at Bellevue, does it? So um, it's not. You don't. I wouldn't blame Bellevue for doing it because that's there's there's a little way of work, the wording isn't right. And if you want to get a lawyer involved, then fair dues to them if they've got the money to spunk on that. No problem, because the the wording and the rule is not great. It's that easily manipulated, like, isn't it? Teams have been doing this for years. Paul is an obvious one um, who have managed to find loopholes in every single rule going, and it's a fair play to Bellevue. I, I don't. I don't even think that they need Lambert to win it if I'm brutally honest but to, to get Lambert in for a semi-final and a final will certainly put bums on seats he's an exceptional rider an exceptional talent who I, I don't mind seeing over here but what's his I don't want to say what's his motive because he's a speedway rider and he wants to ride but all of a sudden and he never turned his back on the country we have to point this out to people Rules stipulated that he couldn't come back. And I think Lambert possibly would have come back had it not been for them rules. And, and Speedway riders will go where they're going to financially be best. So I don't think Robert Lambert is to blame for anything in this. But what now is his motive just for coming back for what will literally be three meetings? May I point um, out that Kings Lynn still have to ride Bellevue at home as well in the league? I mean, that that's another thing is... Uh, it's it's a difficult one for what he's put. You know, obviously his season's finished in Poland. The GP series is finished. It's an extra payday. Whether you know, at the end of the day, he's gonna he wants to earn. You know, any person doing their work is gonna want to earn money. It's an extra payday in a league. Let's be fair that he's even in the playoffs is gonna back himself to get some pretty hefty scores. It's an obvious easy, not an easy paycheck. With all due respect to the other riders in the in the in the league and in the playoffs, but it's in. It's a darn sight easier than racing in the Polish League playoffs. So it's a paycheck. It's on a track that he's probably going to like. I, you know, if you, if if anybody, I imagine if any speedway rider is offered, do you want to come and race for Bellevue in the playoffs? Uh, we'll pay you this much per point, and you get a race on that on on the national speedway, um, in the national speedway stadium, probably on the best track in the country. It's 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 not really you, you don't lose in that situation, do you? As the rider, you, you're not going to lose in that situation. So. Yeah, it's not it's no not his fault. Although I think his tweet was intelligent, let's say. Um, yeah. yeah, that got a lot of a decent amount of social media traction. I think it was a smart move by him. Whether or not he decided to do that all of his own accord, or if Bellevue maybe gave him a prod to do it, maybe. But I think it was an intelligent tweet to send. Um, got a lot of traction. Got a lot of mouths talking. Um, and then, yeah, the BSPL is already isn't the the greatest for sticking to their guns that often. So, you know, a little bit of public opinion that seems to be the only time they ever listen to the public. They don't tend to listen to the public out, you know, regarding rules or you know, starting the AGM before the end of the season. But yeah, I it's yeah, I think it's obvious, well, reasonably obvious why he's why he's decided he wants to wants to race for Bellevue in the playoffs, possibly against Kings Lynn in a league match if that ever gets raced. Which sort of seems a bit pointless now, anyway. But yeah, I think it's pointless, and we shouldn't bother with it. Although, I assume you've bought a season ticket at Kings Lynn, yeah? Do you know what? At the start of the season, I was looking for a season ticket. Kings Lynn do not do season <coughs> tickets. 
and now they've they now don't do um, internet sales, I believe. So you have to pay on the gate. I don't know why. Hmm, funny, isn't it? I would have bought a season ticket had there been one, but for some I don't reason, know. why would you not sell season tickets? Well, I don't know. It's, it's trying extra money in it. Anyway, as I was going to say, if you'd had a season ticket, would you not feel that's got to get run? You know, you paid oh, for a whole season ticket. Yeah, if season tickets were there, and, and I think for the for the for the league, you have to run it. It has to be run. Um, and I, for one, would as much as I, I don't want to see us get beaten. I want to. I'd love to see Lambert back in this country and riding at Lynn. It's a, it's a spiritual home. He's Norfolk boy. Whether he if he goes to Bellevue next year, then so be it. I, I can't see it because. I mean, Bellevue's top three next year, by all accounts, is going to be Lambert, Bewley and Woffenden, so fair play to him. Mars reserve as well, apparently. Yeah, I mean, fair play. <laughs> if I could fit all them in, fair play to him. <laughs> just get the lows involved there. Yeah. And Probably. Just, move, just moving on from that then, we, that one's been talked to death and I stayed away from social media for a long time after that. Um, I just wanted to talk about something that's close to you, Rob, and the future of Swindon Speedway and... Obviously, a statement came out last Wednesday, um, and it was with great sadness that the directors of Swindon Speedway and Stadia UK announced the permanent closure of the racetrack at the Abbey Stadium. Um, they tried many different things, uh, which involved the current management um, and, and possible investors. But the club has concluded that with the financial climate, the uncertainty over the greyhounds and the inability to operate additional events, Speedway cannot work alone in the short or long term which means Swindon will not be able to compete next season. Um, however, there was a, there was, a, there was a, I suppose, a group of people, Swindon Motorsports, come together with a plan to find, build an, a new stadium for regular use of, of motorsports. Um, it's hoped that they will bring about the swift return of Speedway to Swindon. Um, and I know individuals such as Terry Russell, who was club chairman, um, Alan Rosser as an advisor on that board as well and, and one notable name was Lee Kilby who I asked to come on the show and he sadly declined for this evening and I sort of understand why he did because I think it's still a little bit raw and I think Rob he, uh, he actually stood down now Lee Kilby yeah and and correct me if I'm wrong with any of these facts here Rob but I think um, a lot of negativity and disgusting comments have been aimed at, at people like Terry Russell and I've defended Terry Russell and I know a lot of clubs have closed under Terry Russell but in this instance we're looking at a corporation of um, I've got to be very careful here, um, money grabbing capitalists with no that was interest very very careful very careful as careful as a blind elephant perhaps yeah and I'm talking about Gaming International, and I've done a little bit of research on these, and I don't know if you were aware, Rob, but um, back in 2016, um, Torquay United were taken over by Gaming International, and there was yeah. one comment that strung or hit quite a high chord, and it involved speed, not involved Speedway, but um, the biggest concern of um, the trust at uh, Torquay was that, GI are property developers who have very little interest in football. So, we're talking about property developers who have very little interest in football, very little interest in Speedway. So, why the hell are they investing in sports 
and now ultimately closing clubs down. Why? Why? I understand that we need investment uh, and people have to do it, but they, these guys have got no interest in in the sport itself. And we all know what's happening at Swindon with the with the building of houses, etc. Rob, you're in a good position to talk about this. Was this always on the cards? From looking in hindsight, was this always on the cards? Um, I do think I, I think it was to a point. I think a lot of uh, a lot of sort of thought around Swindon and, and Swindon fans, even while we were racing, was that the club couldn't afford to stop racing for a year. COVID is was was the worst thing that could happen to Swindon Speedway, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, because while the Speedway was racing and while it got good crowds and, and while the team was successful, there, there there was no feasible reason to close or to to not race or anything like that. You always felt that the problem. You always felt that if if we stop racing for whatever reason, the new stadium, new track, obviously, you know, we had an Abbey, Abbey farewell meeting in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen or whatever it was, and then we continue racing there for another four seasons anyway. Um, the 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 feeling was that if Swinon didn't, if they stopped racing for a season, that would be it. Game and international, or whoever whoever it is, it's you know at the end of the day, it's all it is all hearsay. It's all what we're going off of. It, do I? Am I a particular fan of gaming international? No. Do I think they've had um, the best interest of Swindon Speedway at heart while roaming that stadium? Absolutely not. Um, there was in the early, I think it was 2000, I want to say 2006, or at least the mid to late noughties, there was a, uh, they were, there was talk of, of, of the Speedway being closed down. There was a big Save, save Swindon Speedway campaign at the time, um, which got a lot of traction. There was, uh, Gaming International at the time, I believe, did were were was saying that the crowds weren't feasible. Um, they were very low. There wasn't enough interest in Speedway, um, which was um, there's a certain word beginning with B that I want to say, but I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, a load of rubbish, load of drivel. Um, Swindon Speedway was a very very well supported team, um, and it's not you know it was always good home crowds, well well in the four figures. Um, every week so it's there was always a feeling that if the club if the club stopped racing for a season that would be sort of it um and it, it's just sort of it's, it's it's turned up like that uh obviously for the for the abbey farewell meeting there was talk that the, the, the track was going to be moved to where the car park is now which is now going to be a housing estate shockingly enough um there was, they were going to move the track and build a brand new stadium. The, the old one was going to get knocked down completely. Now, obviously, that was due to happen roughly about 2016 time. Never did. Um, so we just continue racing in the same place. Uh, and then, obviously, now they, they, there were new plans that the, the stadium would just be re, redeveloped. Um, and then we just keep hold of the track. What I would say is that I don't believe the club had any inclination this was going to happen in the short term, I don't. They, there's no way they would have done the track, uh, the changes to the track. Obviously, they've shortened the track. Um, they shortened the track for the 2019 season. So there was no, in my opinion, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't spend the money on doing that if there was any inclination that they weren't going to be racing there, even after COVID or if anything like. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't spend that money. Terry Russell wouldn't spend that money. It's, it's pointless. So yeah, it's. It's frustrating. Um, it's upsetting because I've been going to Speedway since you know virtually I come out of hospital <laughs> for, 
as a as a baby. I think it was taken up in a pram. So it's it's frustrating. It's horrible when your when your club isn't isn't racing anymore. It's been horrible enough over COVID and in the last year or two where it's not been happening. Um, and then to get this statement that the the you know, the stadium that's is home for many Swindon Swindon Robins fans. You know, it's 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 their football. A lot of Speedway fans. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's pretty heartbreaking for the club, really. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Um, I don't think Game and International have done anything to improve uh, or to, anything for the for the sort of betterment of Swindon Speedway. To be perfectly honest, uh, yeah. Um, so it was a kind of shock. I imagine you're going to talk about this in a minute to see them on the Swindon Motorsports Limited board, which is a bit of a strange yeah. one to me. Um, yeah, you might be able to take over a bit there because I probably am a bit waffling a bit, but. No, that's, I, I think it's, it's all good stuff that you're saying. I, I was when, when I first read about this, I was sitting there just doing a little bit of research, see who was on the board, and I was shocked to see Terry Russell in particular, and and Lee Kilby and Alan Rossiter on there. But it's like they've they've separated themselves from what is Gaming International to to go and find new investment and a new site away from Gaming International where they can build a new stadium. Now, I for one. Um, hope that they can. Swindon has always been synonymous with top league speedway for me and it's another club such as, I remember when I first went there was Oxford, Cradley Heath, um, Coventry, uh, Reading, Swindon, teams like that that you always associated with top league speedway and they've just gone um, and it's it's such a sad, sad time for the sport but you look at that and then you look at a club like Workington and you realise that there is still hope. And I, for one, hope that Swindon come back in the future. And I hope it's not too long down the future as well. Teams like Bradford as well. Just, I hope they can find venues and, and, and can carry on. I, I yeah. understand. There were so I, much financial issues with Speedway at the moment in this country. We might have to wait two, three years, but you don't know what is down the line in two or three years. Yeah, it's it's difficult for especially with speedway teams that run so close to sort of break even. I would I would imagine run so close to break even every season. So, it and I again going back to the sort of Lee Kilby thing. Um, yeah, obviously completely disagree with anybody slagging the golf. I think he was he did a lot for Swindon Speedway. Um, yeah. you, you know, obviously never you know he's not like his dad and road for Swindon, but he did a lot behind the scenes. He was you know ever you know he did so much for the club during the twenty nineteen sort of. Uh, league winning campaign and things like that. So, you know, there's, there's, not, there's nothing he could do. I mean, you know, he did the only, I think that some of the criticism towards him come towards, um, sorry, come from, you know, a few months back, he was in the local newspaper, said he was very confident that there was going to be Speedway at Swindon in 2023, or there was going to be, you know, Swindon Speedway would be back. Um, so you can understand, you know, I, I imagine that most of the sort of uh, distasteful comments are just from people's frustrations, but you know, it's not fair to take him out on someone that's it's clearly yeah, it's, it's not his decision. Um you know, and it's a shame to see him step away from the club as such. Um yeah. he did you know, he, he did put put a post and, and, and set on social media and said that he was he was gonna be stepping away and that was the end of his association, which is which is a massive shame and, and you know I hope he sort of reconsiders maybe when this all dies down and if the club does come back and we do have a track, maybe he reconsiders in the future. But yeah, it's not it's not his fault. I just yeah, it's, there's a lot you want to say about gaming international, but as you said, you've got to be pretty careful. Although you weren't yeah. uh, as diplomatic no. as probably I've been, I think. I, yeah, I, I I don't care. I I've, I've, I looked on Company's house. I found four faceless creatures that are on there. Um, 
I'm quite happy for them to come and speak. I'm sure they're not listening to us because they've got no interest in sport. So no, but, I, I can't imagine they tune into a sports podcast when they've got no interest in sport. So and I, the uh, I, the I, other I, thing I was I think oh, was sorry, a little bit. Oh, go on, Rob. You go on. Oh, the only the only other thing that was maybe a little dig in the ribs, I must admit, was quite hard to take. Was that the new the the housing estate that is going in the car park is called Robin Gardens, which is yeah, yeah I like, saw that. Yeah, you could have picked a better name, boys, can you? I wouldn't have done that, but I have I have sent an email. I'm I'm awaiting response. I, I must say it, the the email was slightly better written than what I spoke about here. But um, when 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 Speedway is life, such as it is. For me, um, and mm. I'm sure for you guys as well, you, you want to understand what the motives are behind these people. So I'll wait with bated breath to see if they actually bother to reply to a nobody, but we'll see how it goes. But hopefully on the main, we, we do see Swindon back in the not-too-distant future. Um, now, before we go off air this evening, and we're going to finish with something a little bit more jovial where we all disagree with Kane. What? <laughs> So, the, champ- the championship is now drawing to its conclusion. Um, obviously, we're down to the final few fixtures. Uh, just one more league meeting, plus the playoff final, which is scheduled for the uh, towards the end of October, um, and the knockout cup final. We will select our championship one to sevens, and then when we get to the end of it, we might even try and get seven riders into one team. So. If we're unlucky, we've selected 21 different riders. If we're lucky, we've got the same sevens, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, I would be, uh, I'd I be surprised. I do of one of mine. How are we going <laughs> to go about this, uh, Kane? This was your brainchild. I, I we, think we, we, should, should... Um, we should just go one by one, one rider each, and then just keep going. Okay. Or, uh, so if you if you name a rider, if we've both got that rider, should we just pipe up and say it? Yeah, we can all be like, yeah, yeah, he's good. Let's put him in, basically. Yeah, sounds Let good. Me add another, I'm just adding another page to my schedule. No problem. So I can keep. I can keep. An, I can keep tabs on these. So uh, go on then. Kane, am I going? Begin. Am I going first? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll start strong. If, if, if go, you, go with one we've all got. Yeah. If either you don't have this guy, um, well, yeah, unlucky. Sam Masters. Oh, I've um, got him. You haven't got. Oh, him? I've got. Yeah, I have got him. Oh, yeah, I've got him. yeah, I've I've got him as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just think anyone with with half a brain would have Sam Masters. I do have a, a few stats. I I have actually wrote notes for this time. This is the first time I've done four notes. So oh, go on then. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know it's a big episode. Um, he was the Championship League wise champion, believe it or not. Top of the twenty two league averages, believe it or not. Led Edinburgh to the playoffs, finishing fourth in the table, which I don't think many people would have expected. And the craziest stat of them all. He scored nearly twenty five percent of Edinburgh's league points on his own. That is that is quite a good stat to be fair. And has still increased his average despite being on about a nine. He got up to yeah. a ten three nine average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, he's five, a eight, ten, average. ten yeah. Only rider on my list, or possibly in the league, to have a ten point average home and away. Ludicrous numbers. I think he is the only rider in the league to have a ten point average home or home yeah. and away, I think. Wild, so, isn't it? Ludicrous numbers. Really. I think he, uh, yeah, I think we we all agree with that one. He has to be in. Anyone want to add any more cool things I've got on Sam Masters? Uh, you've got all my stats on Sam Masters there. So. Oh. <laughs> Apart from that, twenty five percent of their league points. That was interesting. Are we doing it in like a, a team order? Because I've got my picks and I've put them in an order of a Mine team. Mine just in alphabetical order, but I've just picked Sam Masters at random because I'm tight. Mine are just random. I might go for the one that I think is most obvious, to be honest, but. 
Okay, well, I'm gonna we'll come to you, Rob. You go for okay. one. Um, do you want one that I think you've both got, or do you want me to go out there Absolutely a bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, let's do get, it yourself. Let's, let's get the easy ones out of the way. Let's hope we've all got like the same ones. Okay, well, I think this guy is, again, a pretty obvious one, and I would guess you've both got him, and it is oh. going down the Edinburgh theme again. I have gone Josh Pickering. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I haven't. I haven't got. I, t- I took him. Neither off. of you've got Josh Pickering. No. Okay. I've not, no, I've not got Josh Pickering. Um, I mean, I was fully expecting that one to just speak for itself, he being probably on one of the most list, entertaining riders. Which was actually quite a long list. Second you just named most of the riders in the league, I think. But I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't. I can't believe you wouldn't have a team with the season without Josh Pickering in it. I think he's. Yeah, him and him and Sam Masters have, have dragged that Edinburgh team into the playoffs. I really, really um, wanted to get him in. I mean, I just the other riders on my list. Like, I, I, he was very close. He was on it at one. Actually, probably of, of half the time. Cause I mean, you had Ben Barker on it at one point, mate. So yeah, that's not on, right. You know. Yeah, but he was he was good until the incident, and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but he I is mean, good. He, you know, for me, I don't him. think since um, since the beginning of the season, I don't think Pickering is up to his average. That. Only, if he has, it's marginal. I can't remember what it is now. I was. I remember I looking at the figure on my other list, which is now gone. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just opening it up again now. But I think Pickering started the season on eight point three four, and he's now on a eight point nine two. So it's it's a very. He does marginal... have a nine plus average throughout the season. Yeah, his his twenty twenty two average is about is just over nine. What what so... laid down for me was his away average was eight seven five. Which isn't I, bad, I understand. but you know, it's like I think Sam Mass is up, probably he's he's put him in in his shadow a little bit as well. I do understand. Yeah, if he was at like Birmingham, for example, he, he easily makes it in. But it's because it's such a strong top two, then maybe it sways. If it a if, bit. if it's if there's no Masters in that, if you take Masters out that, t- if you said if you just disregard Masters for a second, you'd have Pickering in, wouldn't you? Absolutely, you would have Pickering in. So One I think has to be in, if not both. Exactly. Should that, we make, that was the we'll thinking. Josh Pickering, the mascot. He can be the mascot of the team. Mascot. He'll be the number eight that yeah. doesn't get the a ride because this is technically a Polish team. So you're number eight, just... and he doesn't get a ride. That sounds <laughs> personal. Is this... It does. <laughs> is this is this now where I come in and say exactly the same as what Rob said and said? If you've not got this rider, then you're mental. Probably. Joe Screen. Right, I'm going, and it, it's not a rider that I particularly like. To be perfectly honest with you, but it's, it's not Troy Bachelor, is it? Nick Morris. Nick Morris. Nick Morris was he was close. I was thinking about Nick Morris. I Nick Morris. Th- this Let's was this was Nick the one Morris. that I almost had. I, I, again, I, I had him for a while, and I was like, I can't yeah, believe neither of you have got this guy in. No, I haven't got, got Nick Morris in. Actually. Nick Morris started the season at number one for Leicester. He has got Richie Warren and Kyle Howarth breathing down his neck on an eight point five eight average. He now averages ten point one three in the championship. That's why I was so scared not to pick him. I was like, can you actually justify not having a 10-point rider? There's, there's only one better rider in the championship than Nick Morris. And he's in our team, and, isn't he? And he's, and he's upped his average by 1.5. Well, that is... Nigh on unbeatable at home. However, I just... however, he's only just pushing over eight away from home. I mean, over eight is good. Yeah, but if you're not, not number one on a 10-point average... Should be a little bit higher, should it be? Uh, yeah, like is that not? Is that you know both of the right? Well, Rich, both the riders you have just mentioned have got higher averages away from home. Yeah. So I have, it's. I do have an argument. If you want to start an argument with another Leicester rider on my list, 
Well, it's your go now, Kane. Yeah, so uh, well, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll I'll stick with the last theme. I've got Kyle Howarth, um, eight eighty eight wall in great GSA. Um, I don't have him. Nine three three average. I don't have him either. He's the most improved rider in Leicester's top three. He's achieved his highest average ever, which was previously nine point six at Sheffield in twenty seventeen. How is he the most improved? From the starting averages. He went up 1.28. Nick Morris is over 1.5. No, if we, if we use the actual 2022 averages, Nick Morris I, is I only... I well, Nick Morris' average is only 9.52. No, because you're using, you're using he's, our he's rolling average. average is 10.13. Yeah. yeah well, that's but his we 2022 average is 9.52. If we take in every, every league match from this year, Nick is Morris is only 9.53 not the average that they're going to take for next season? Yeah. But, but we're talking about we, this season about this in season, general, aren't we? You know, this season he has only got an average. Of, I say only, but it's still quite good. It, his rolling average has still gone up one point five, and Howard's yeah. only gone up one point. Nah. Yeah, no, but yeah, but how, you, you could also look at how many... go, instead of the last ten matches that they've done, his average has gone right, up more. This, right, this podcast was my idea, so it's my seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, right. <laughs> Show ends here. Thanks, guys. See you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you believe I have a Leicester rider that isn't either of those two? It's not Richie Worrell, is it? It's not Richie Worrell. It's not Richie Worrell. It's not Richie Worrell. It's not Richie Worrell. I haven't got any more Leicester riders, yeah, so I know. If, I'm if we use the 2022 averages, Kyle Howarth has improved his average the most out of any, well, out of any, out of the three Leicester Heat leaders. We're actually but struggling. We did say team. we did say not to go for entirely massive heat leaders. I so I will I, I will one up you with that Leicester, and I will I I offer you Connor Mountain. Connor Mountain. One point five three average sell increase. Me. Sell it to me. One point one point five three average increase. The most of any rider in that team is averaging over six. That's about as far as I'm getting. We're not going to mention his British final performance. I do believe. One point five three. That is the highest. In, that's the highest average increase of anybody else in the league. Ooh, don't know about that one. I have someone higher than that. But we'll I'm not sure you do, but I I'm fairly sure it's right up there. It's right up there in terms of average average increase. So what was that's why I've gotten in. One five three. Was it one five three? One fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. One fifty three. I've got someone who's yeah higher than that. I have someone well, a lot higher than that. I like Connor Mountain, and th- that's why I've got him as one of my I think, reserves. I think Connor Mountain needs to be up there. You know, he should be in the discussion. Yeah. He's a, one of them bottom end riders who is quietly gone about his business a bit better than he probably should have done, and deserves I've, to be I've mentioned. Got, I've got another interesting one for you. Then go on. Then I bet none of you have got this guy either. Yeah. This guy is British under nineteen, British under twenty one. I, don't, I don't have him. I don't have him. You don't have Leon Flint. I do have his mentor, Chris Harris, but we'll leave that for now. Yeah, I've, I've, gone, I've gone Flint because he's had, an, an, I would say, an exceptional season. He has elevated himself from, I don't believe he was heat leader at the start of the season, and all of a sudden he's been Berwick's riding at number five, a tricky position, and the fact that he is under 19 and under 21 champion. I will remind you, this is a championship team of the season. So, <laughs> is technically, his individual... Is individuals are sort of irrelevant for a championship league team of the season, are they not? No, I, I don't think it is. The fact that he's had it not been for me his championship form or even his premiership form, would he have had such success in that and the British final as well itself? But would he have had it without Chris Harris? That's a good point. 
Mm. Um, and I would also say, let's be fair, with the under-19 top, he is big favourite to win that. He was big favourite to win that. Oh, you can not that it's not a great like sort of great achievement. Obviously, I'm not undermining the achievement, but he was big favourite to win that. I just think he's had a decent I, No, season. I don't disagree with you. I'm not saying he's had an awful season, not by any stretch. I think he's had a great season. I think and if he could we be in had conversation, a year ago, he would be the first rider on the list. Yeah, his last season it was amazing, but this year I think it was more about you know nailing down the heat leader spot. He's had a good year again. He's upped his I, average, I, hasn't I he? Think, I think we're at this point now. I need to ask Clive and Paul whether we can have an extension till ten. We, we might need well for ten. I'd say maybe twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hang on. I've got I've got Ty Proctor coming on in a minute. <laughs> I'll just keep going until next Monday then. Right, I'm gonna. You carry on. I'm gonna ask for an extension. Paul Clive, if you're listening, please say you're listening. Please Can we have give an us time. Ten o'clock, because I can't find your group. I found it. Yeah. If not, then the rest of this argument discussion, whatever oh, you call it, will be on the uh, show on the next tu- this Tuesday at eight pm on our Spotify and Anchor. Search around mm-hmm. the boards. We'll come up. Always do. Famous us. What. What I will say actually is, as you've already mentioned, Chris Harris. I have got him on my team of the season. Oh, so both of you two have got Chris Harris? We've both got Chris Harris, yeah. I haven't got him. You haven't got the man with the most race wins in the league? No. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. That's irrelevant. So so winning an individual, winning winning a couple of individuals is relevant. (laughs) Most race wins in the league, not relevant. When I picked my team, this team was based on who I think had made the biggest strides this season. And I Not jokingly necessarily... said you would have Paco Castagna, and now I think you might have Paco Castagna. <laughs> good news, guys. We're on till 10 o'clock. I thought you said good news, I, I have Paco Castagna. I haven't got Paco <laughs> Castagna, but it's very close to Paco Castagna. Would, would you like my... I can give you another slightly left-field one, if you like. Yeah. This might get you one talking. Um, I've got, as my number two berth, I've got Ben Cook. He was on my um, list as well, but he's not I've got Ben Cook. Um, he fell, he fell to the wayside. He is averaging over eight at home for Paul this season, In which my I opinion, think... I think Ben Cook is the rider that is making Paul as dominant as they are. If I, I if did I say, would, I'm just going to... I'd average over eight at home as well. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. To but... be fair, we always, we always said, and I don't know how many times we've said it this season, a lot of Paul's form will depend on how the Cooks perform. Exactly, and they are hitting 60 points at home, so they must be doing yeah. quite good. They've got to be doing pretty well. So, I mean, his average has gone up. His average is, I think he's nearly put nearly a point on his average since he started in the season. Um, his rolling average, as you point out, Nathan, I'm just going to use your, your sort of way of convincing people here, is now well, over seven. It's the official average, isn't it? Um, well, yes, yeah. Um, and his home average like is over eight. Yeah. Eddie Kelly should be on it then. Well, yeah, his if by that, by that stretch, Eddie Kenning could be. But I mean, at home, he's now a, he's a fourth heat leader. I mean, in most other teams, he's a third heat leader, if not a second heat leader, with an eight point one average at home. So, I think, I think, all right, his away average isn't isn't the best, but I think for that home average and the basis that we said a lot rides on Paul season rides on how good the cooks will be. You can't say I, I don't think anybody could argue that he he, does, he shouldn't be there. No, I don't got think. Someone... I don't think no. Ben Cook would be out of it. Ben Cook isn't um, a bad rider. Zach Cook had had a decent season. Um, yeah, I, I was. I wouldn't say about, like a team of the season performance, but you know, 
he's been up there. Um, that eight point ten average at home, though, I mean, you you can't discount that at all. That's what I mean. I just think with that that sort of average, yeah, you, know, you do those numbers at most other teams in the league, and you're you're probably their number five at home, whereas he's racing yeah. it, you know, as a second string. So, I know Paul have had a very good season, but they've had a good season because, in my opinion, the Cooks have had a good season. Right, I'm going to go for a rider then that I think you both you must have. We've said this a couple of times now. Yeah, I know. Go on then. Who Jordan, is it? Jordan Jenkins, red oh, cap. Oh no! Oh no! No. Um, I don't have. I, if I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a red car rider in my one to seven. I had so. four red car riders on my shortlist, and now I have zero. Jordan, <laughs> this was a toss up, right, between Jenkins and Edwards. For Both me, of them were on my four. Actually, I had five. Actually, I had to lie. Five. It. The only thing is, Edwards has dipped a little bit since he's been in the main body of the team. Jenkins, yeah. I don't think, has dipped since <clears> he's been in the main body. He has risen from a three point six one to a five and a half, give or take. Oh, so I now think. you're using the 2022 average. He's just using whatever average suit his agenda, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like Paul, I'm like Paul Speedo. No, <laughs> but these are the averages I'm getting. I think like, you're The wrong. same ones I used for Jenkins. So at the start of the season, Jenkins' Four, nine, calculated three. max no, average was 361. Three, Don't know. Don't 3. have that. Six Don't have that stat. He's now the declarated averages, which they will use next season, I might add. So, okay. they are the official averages. It's 5.45. Moving into the main body of a red car team. And See, when you consider... I have, I have his um, declared averages he's for three. with either Riss, Wright or Kerr all season. I think he's done pretty well. I would agree. He is, he's one I think them, he's done well. He's yeah. one of them names that should be in the discussion. He's not in my seven. But Did you know I've realised my four as well? What? I've got four. I've got four Wolverhampton riders in my team. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I guarantee I won't have four Wolverhampton riders in my Premiership one to seven. <laughs> I bet you'll have a Kings Lynn rider, though, won't you? So struggling. Kings, yes. I'll be honest with you. You'll have Pickering, won't you? No, I wouldn't. I, I, you don't I, see. Him, you don't see him every week. You spent the first half of the season saying, and I quote, this is Josh Pickering's world and we all live in it. And then and you're not going to have him in your team of the season. It's I spent the when he beat Jason Doyle a couple of times saying that. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you spent yeah, most of the season saying that. No, not most. I don't think it's most. It's based over a whole season. I don't know. You I'll, probably stop. Wow. I'm yeah. Struggling. I'm struggling for any King's Rim rider. Yeah, but you're, ba- yeah. you're basing your current. I mean, you're basing your current championship team of the season on the rolling averages, which isn't most of a season. It's half a season. So, uh, well, no, because it's an average which has changed from it's a, a declared average at the beginning of the season to so their declared average now. So it's a season. Mm. It just, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think you need to pick which averages you're using. Well, I'm using the calculated match. See, average. I, I've just been really smart and just put every single average on mine. So. Whichever ride we want to use, I'll just then, pick the highest one. Kane, you're a rider behind. Who else have you got? I'm a rider behind, am I? Oh dear. Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll get him out of the way, but you know he's not someone that we should just be glossing over. A uh, friend of the show from the very beginning, Alfie Bortel. Right. Uh, I did consider Alfie. Did you see what? Do you don't know his home average is? Eight point eighty-three. Don't be going on home averages. No, but for for I someone mean, you're not like, averaging well, eight points. I bet he's got like a twelve point six average or something. Okay, and right. that's impossible. 
But yeah, no, <laughs> but for someone who is like Albi Bottel, you know, he's not an eight point eighty three rider. To have that at home is something special. And he's the only mm. Plymouth rider never to finish last at Plymouth this year. No way. Yeah. No. Twenty four rides, one exclusion. I mean, if you take out, well, obviously, you know, Edward Kennett's not finished last, but he's not raced a meeting. So, <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, I mean, the only, the only, the only bone I would have to pick with that is his away average is his, not. His away good. average is is two point five seven. Yeah, but I mean, you know, be fine, be fine. Don't worry. Is, I, you know, I know I'd, I'd base Ben Cook on his own average, but at least his way average was vaguely respectable. I think Alfie would be a little bit disappointed with his own with his way average, would he not? Yeah, probably, but eight point eighty three at home for a rider who's on a four four nine is um How many riders could you say have got an exceptional home average and you're basing it on home averages? Well Jay Etheridge isn't in my one to seven. Meetings his home average is pretty sky high actually. Meetings are one away from home, I tell you. That's why Kings Lennon never won anything because we can't win away from home. Yeah, but Alfie Bortel is a friend of the show, so we had to pick him. No, okay. fair enough. I can't argue with that. Sounds yeah, on. no, I can't argue with that. Fair enough. That was easy. Go he's on, not going into the. I don't think he's going in the final one to seven, but I can't argue I'm with not, that. I'm not convinced either. No. He might be though. Yes. Alfie, if you're still listening to the show, give me a message, and you could make your way into that one to seven. <laughs> not that I'm can be bribed easy. Go on then, Rob. Next one. My next one. So I'm. Uh, who have I not? I hope you agree on this one. I've, I've only got two happen. riders left. I've only got two riders left to say, actually. So uh, I'll leave my final, final one. Um, I'm going to pick someone who is a bit of a device, a bit, bit divisive for certain fans. Um, I've gone Benjamin Basso. Oh, yes. Actually. Love this. I've picked Benjamin Basso. Um, on, those, on those averages for next season, he is... Glasgow's number one if he returns. I, I just want and to say I, it. Um, you, you were talking about rides with the most improved average. He started on a five, so it's technically gone up by three point five two. Well, yes, technically, of course. So technically, he's gone up by three point five two, which is a massive improvement. Um, although I imagine that I, I think a five was a bit nice. Um, yeah. He's going to be uh, assuming that if if Glasgow had him again this season, if he races in the second tier next season, he would be Glasgow's number one. If they don't use Cook and to to topple Craig Cook from that at Glasgow, consider he has been Glasgow's number one the for many years. The first rider to do that since Cook made his debut in twenty eighteen. That's what I mean. So it's that's that's some going. I think that's you know we we talk about home averages. Um, his home average is very good. Um, it's only it's only a shaving away from Cook's home average. His away average is fantastic. Only yeah, Glasgow on rider above nine on rolling averages, I think. Yeah, he's the yeah he's the only Glasgow rider above nine on a rolling average. So it's, I think he uh he should definitely have a spot. And he is annoyed Paul fans, and I, I for any yeah, other reason other than that, he's getting it. He's getting it. Uh, I'm not going on that rolling average. That's an awful one. I can see it now where he's got a nine point three rolling average. But you want to look at his green sheet, not his average. His his 2022 full average is eight six nine. Eight five two. I've got that's his. That's his green sheet. That's the average they use. Yeah, but I I add bonus points to this one. So it's fine. Yeah, bonus points are worth nothing. Eight five two is his green sheet. Yeah. Right. Who am I going to? I'm going to go for someone that you both definitely got now. I don't know. I've only got two riders left. Well, I've got one rider left, and I'd be surprised if you're going to pick him. Oh, you got you got three left, Kane. I think. Have I? Masters Howard. Oh, have you got battle? I've got as well. battle as well. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, 
do I go with this one? No, I definitely. There's one that you definitely haven't got. This one I don't. I'm going to go for this one. This is the last one that I think you two might have, and I'm going because we spoke about him previously. Is Dylan Rummel? Oxford. Yeah, that's my last rider actually. No, he's not on my list. I just think Rob Rob brought a good start from me last week. I think he's had the most rides, is it? Not that that, yep. makes you, not that that makes you decent, but he started at reserve for Oxford. He's had no end of guest appearances. And again, the same theme, the general improvements he's made to keep himself in the middle of that team at Oxford, um, where they've got a, a nucleus of riders that are all very similar. I think he's had a very good season. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be the next American big thing, but... He, I, I, for me, he's had, in terms of improvement, he's had a good a season as anybody in that league. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you take away that Oxford top three of Nichols, Bachelor, and, and Summers, and he he is the he is the next best. Um, yeah, I, I think I mentioned earlier he's got fourteen race wins this season, which is which is which is pretty good. Um, yeah, for a rider that's that's done parts of it at reserve and parts of it at sort of number two, which can be yeah, you know, when you're racing with your number one, isn't you're not always going to win races when you race it, when you're partner with your number one, three times. So, oh yeah, I think he's had a, a really good season in terms of, um, in terms of general improvement. I think we've all got, a, I don't think anybody could sort of not say he deserves a, deserves a shout. Definitely. So, so Kane, we'll come to you for your number six. My number six. Me and you, have, me and you have got two left. So one uh, of these we might. I, I, I have one who I'm like, I have absolutely a fair bit of a chunk of info on and then just in, like someone who's alright he's not alright he's good he's he's in my 1-7 so I'll get the one that's alright out of the way um, Richard Lawson he's, oh. his rolling average has gone down but only by 0.23 he is the yeah, highest so he's average now nah, it's my time to speak <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to argue with you yeah well let me finish the argument first he's the highest average pool rider home and away he has, and he has the most race wins of any pool rider. So you could say he is the powerhouse in that squad. Danny King exactly. and Steve Royal have, haven't had amazing matches every single night. But I can't think of a match that Lawson's done poor. He's always scored points. Cool, you will come to King's Lynn once in a while. Yeah, but this is the championship, so we'll leave that for now. <laughs> His average has gone down. By 0.23 rolling average. He's, I don't care if he's his gone down by average is no, he's not. His, his 2022 average is 9.23. His home average is 9.83. His away average is 8.56. Well, let he's me not come number to another one. rider. He is not number let one. And he has a nine let point me average. come to another rider that's gone up by another point and a half. You might be talking about who I'm going to talk about. I mean, this is based on what's happened this evening. Um, it's not Robert Lambert. No, I tend to think this guy has had. A really good start to the season, and he has faded massively in the Premiership. But in the Championship, Ryan Douglas, yeah, Scunthorpe, absolutely. I think at times he has he has carried Scunthorpe almost single-handedly. How, how good he's carried Scunthorpe? One, especially away from he's home. He's the I first reckon. Scunthorpe rider since David Howe in two thousand and nine to have a nine-plus average. There you go. I just think he's gone up from just under the eight-point average mark, and he's got, he's rattled in nine point three, nine point four. I have another set as well, which is slightly. It, it, it sounds good, but then when I tell you who, how many race wins it actually is, it's not very good. He's got nearly thirty more race wins than any Scunthorpe rider, but the next Scunthorpe rider has like fourteen race wins. So it's like I mean, forty that's... something. 
Uh, when you look at the Scunthorpe squad, I'm not surprised. But yeah, I mean, isn't if I'm looking right correctly here, the next highest average rider is Terrellania, who was sacked midway through the season. Yeah. So, <laughs> good work, Scunthorpe. Uh, um, have you got him as well, then, Kane? Yeah, he's on my list. Oh, he's on your list. That, that mean that I've got one rider left. You've got one left. That I we would can laugh at. Don't be Paco Castagna. Oh. I would actually say if I if it hadn't it was between Pickering and Douglas actually and I decided to go Pickering. Uh, you, you can make really good arguments for both of them to be fair. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So my last pick, I think you probably are going to laugh. To be fair, it's not Paco Castagna, but it's close to. There's Paco a couple Castagna. names that I can maybe give a mention to, but we'll. we'll it, it's Kai Thompson. Kai Thompson he, at Edinburgh. I I did think about it, but in the end. No, I think we. I thought he had a better season last year than he did this year. His last year was he's he's like he's a bit like Liam Flint. If you picked him a year ago, absolutely. At the start of the season, we almost all ripped off Edinburgh because of we thought they had a strong top two, and then they had nothing underneath that. I think Thompson and Castagna had important roles to play in what they were doing. And I think Thompson has been the better of the two. Obviously, he has because his average shows that he's gone up to a six point six. I think it is. Um, yes. Home form seven point two at home. I don't like to look at his home form, but his away average is six point two one in a in a tough league in his second season, riding in the number three position. I, I think he's just had a really good season, and in terms of improvement, I think he's come on leaps and bounds, and. It was a tricky one because Thompson wasn't necessarily my. It was just a, a push. I couldn't. I didn't have many more than seven, if I'm honest. In terms of who I think have made great strides this season, not that have been brilliant. Do you want to know something? Go on. Out of the, the however many miles we have, I only had like three not on my shortlist. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I think we're we're quite close. I think in term in terms of our teams. Do, if if two of us have picked a rider, does that person make the one to seven? Possibly. I just want to quickly give a, a few mentions to some riders that have had good years, but we haven't picked them, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for so, it. So, Justin Sedgman came in for, came yeah. for Birmingham, and he actually... Yeah, that's, that's a good shout. He was laughed out, yeah. basically, by probably the entire league, and he's, his average has kept up just below what Adam Ellis's was. So, yeah. Tom Brennan, yeah. Glasgow. Yeah. He, he, I think he will be a future number one there. Um, again, you know, very young, another solid year. Richie Worrell at Leicester. I mean, you know, that that top three is absolutely lethal. Um, but you know, it's a bit like Pickering with mine. It's just he's been overshadowed by Morris and Howith, but he's still a good rider. Maybe slightly strange, but I would say James Wright's not had a bad year at Newcastle. It, not not team of the season, but he. he he kept them a little bit respectable at times. Aaron Summers at Oxford came back from yeah. retirement. Yeah. Abs- was, was on fire. I think he got near the near from maximum at Glasgow, I think. Did very well. Jack Thomas, I think he would have had a good year if it wasn't for injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Dan Jilks, obviously his, out- yeah. his season was cut short very, very early, but. Do you know what? I was still going to put him in my team. And he was on my list as well. How long he's been out injured? Yeah, we, you know, he was only on the road for like two months. Yeah, but you know, if he if he had that full season, I think he would have possibly been rider of the year, if not in the team of the season. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Zach Cook, like I said. Uh, Drew Kemp as well. I think he's started to show signs of what he can do. Um, he's not had that massive breakthrough yet, but maybe for another season at Pearl, we'll see what happens. Eric Riss, I think he's been rich guys right over the year. Lewis Kerr. Risky business. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Kerr and Charles Wright have had good years. Not necessarily great years, because they sort of like leveled out to what they did last year, but it's still very respectable. And that's it. I've got one more for you. One that, more? That really interests me for next season more than anything else, because I think this guy is... It, well, it's Lassa Fredrickson. He's He started very slowly, um, picked up an injury at the wrong time, really. But I think he's just he just found his feet at the end of the season. So I'm interested at Lassa Fred, And I hope he comes back next year. I agree. Yeah, something about him. It'll be interesting to see any new riders that might appear in the championship next year. Perhaps that's a topic for another show. Um, any National Development League riders that might be popping up. Any Australian um, under-21s? I know who you're thinking. I can't yeah. even forget remember his name now. Tate Zisk, something like that. Ashton. Um, Ashton Bowen, who I spoke to you about earlier, Kane. Signed for Mildenhall for the rest of yeah. the season. Go on. 15 years old, just down the road from me. Um, he'll be joining them. And he's got a lot to play for for the rest of the season. Let's so see good what luck happens. to um, so. and, and some others that might make breakthrough seasons next year, like uh, James Pearson as well. We, we probably found it a little bit tougher than he thought he would at the beginning of the season. Um, I think Daniel Hume as well. Yeah. Um, he's had a decent season. And Connor Bailey as well. I think a lot of the Glasgow riders, even though they've been beaten heavily by Paul this week, can take a lot of credit from from this season um, injuries have cost them massively in the end but um, back to our team of the season then obviously we've got Sam Masters in it um, so if we're doing the two riders that means that Chris Harris Ben Basso and somebody Ryan else Douglas. Ryan Douglas also going yep I think we have to put do that. we have any objections no objections. no no I'm happy to go with that if two of us have picked him if we've if two of us have picked them, then go for it. Yeah. So we'll just mark them off uh, the list that people cannot see, so we don't actually start arguing against them again. <laughs> there we go. Kane's only said that because he's now got four in the team. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? I'm just really good. Um. Anybody want to start? Oh, actually, sorry. Talking? Um. Dylan Rummel should be in there as well. Yes, Dylan yes, Rummel should be in there. Absolutely. So that leaves us with two riders left. And we've got Morris. You two, you two have got four and I've got three, so I'll get one more in there. I don't think so, sir. <laughs> Who am I missing it's off this to... list? Ryan Douglas. It's up to argue now. I'm arguing Richard Lawson off the list completely. Oh, bold. Absolutely bold. Pearl in the final. We can't have no pool riders. Pool in the final? They've got five riders that average about ten points, huh? Yeah, but we've got to have someone. It has to be Ben Cook or Richard Lawson. I mean, it would be kind of interesting that if you had if Paul win the league and we don't have any Paul riders in team of the season would look a bit dense. So I'm going to say I'm I'm advocating for Ben Cook. I'm, be I'm absolutely inclined. fine to have Ben Cook in, but it has to, would, we have to have at least one Paul rider in there. In that case, I'd want Nick Morris. He's not a Paul. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't got a Leicester rider in there. You've got to have a Leicester rider in there. Well, oh, I don't know. Do we take Leicester Ben Basil out? Leicester are potentially going to win the league. Obviously, Leicester, it's a big one and it's hard to tell, but um, 
Okay, I, I think we'll leave this one. We, we we should take Raiders off the list first. Okay. okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to lose Kai Thompson, although he's had an exceptional I, I think, season. I think Kai Thompson, yeah, he's, in, he's a, had a good year, but probably not a top seven year. I think... For me, Bortel, I think. I think, yeah, I think I'd, was a dream. I'd agree with that. He's had a, he's had a good, really good season um, until his injury. But I think there's better riders on there. I, I would go as far as to say the same for Connor Mountain and Josh Pickering as well. Yeah, I would probably go with with Connor Mountain. I think I did. He's improved a lot, but I think you you could make cases. You know, you wouldn't put him in in front of either a Paul or a Leicester rider, would you say? I'm not like I'm not laying down on, on a. Richard Lawson yet, but I will lie down at Leon Flint probably shouldn't be in the conversation for the top seven. Oh come on. Top seven, right? Alright. Top and seven. If we, we've got to include individual honours, surely. You, you can't, it's a there. league team of the season, isn't it? Okay. You wouldn't like you wouldn't include if you were doing a if you were doing a football team of the season for like the Premier League, you wouldn't include a player that's had a fantastic World Cup, would you? Yeah. Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're not allowed any more riders in this. <laughs> so we've got Nick oh, Morris, Jordan Jenkins, Ben Cook, Kyle Howarth, and Richard Lawson. We have two spots. These Wait, are, are we getting rid of someone already in the team? Are we? We are. Because there's only one spot in there at the moment, isn't it? Sorry, there two, are two spots. Two ignore spots. me. Five. Ignore me completely. Absolutely fine. I'm fine I forgot that. how many riders were in a team for a second. Two from five. That's in... oh, this is tough now. I vote Morris Cook. I vote Morris isn't even in the question. Not in the question? He's no. the second best rider in the league. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Nick Morris. I don't even like Nick Morris. <laughs> so we can take him out then. Absolutely fine. I'll, I'll yeah, cut him off. Oh my God. Can we Can we agree? Can we Can we go with Ben? Can we agree yeah, with Ben Cook? I think Ben Cook has. Ben Cook. I don't agree with Ben I'll agree Cook. with Ben Cook and I'll take Richard Lawson out of the question. How's that? So you want you want Cook and Howarth then, don't you? I don't know. Take Lawson out. I want Cook and Jenkins then. Ben, I think we're not having, we're, I don't think Jordan Jenkins is getting in there. What is in it? Oh, I yeah, I mean, it. he's he's done well, but I think right at number four's maybe hampered him a little bit. If you I saw the meeting, he's on a five and a half point average. Yeah, but this is he's, all had, he's had a good year. But right. all you're doing is taking Jenkins and Morris out to put Howarth in. Green. Maybe. But corporate greed, <laughs> <laughs> right? But if right, John Jenkins, he's had a decent year. It's been a bit up and down with injuries. I think he'll be in our national league team of the season as well. But oh, I, I'd, if you take I'd take Jenkins out because I think you can you cannot have a team without a Leicester rider in it. So I'll agree to take Jenkins. Yeah, out. I, I think he could have had a better year. Not that he's had a bad year. But you know Jesus. the injuries riding before. It's it's not work right. So Nick Morris and Carl Howarth. Nick Morris has been better than Carl Howarth every day of the week. I don't know. I would say both have been <laughs> very good. But the, the, I, think, I, mean, I think I have to. I think I have to give up. I think Nick Morris should get in. He was on my list. He's averaging over ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Nick, I mean, Nick Morris, good year. Carl Howarth, great year. But Nick Morris is still the better rider, I think. But I would just say Carl Howarth has improved more. Should we message him and see if they'll have a race off at Leicester or something? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> I'll tell you Can't what, you I'll do a race off on SC20. Whoever wins the race gets in the <laughs> team of the season. Wait till after the playoff final in case you 
clear each other out, but can you have a race off to see who's the better? Which one's better? Uh, Yeah, go on then, Nick Morris. I I think if you two want Nick Morris, then we'll have Nick Morris. I mean, That's I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying listening to you argue about. Nick oh, Morris we and keep Carl going. So I mean, Carl Howard. I'm I mean, kind of Nick Morris didn't ride for Workington, so I mean, he can't be in. I can see either way. Actually, I can go either way. No Workington rides in the, in the team this season. Carl Howard's going in. No. Yep. Kyle. Bickley. No, I. You Morris has got a ten point average. You can't not have him in there, can you? There's no King's Inn riders in there. I'm happy to... Well, I mean, I did have Nick Richard Larson. I mean, Ben Basso's in there and he signed for King's Inn, so... Oh! You liar. <laughs> Starting rumours again. Ooh, shame on you. Chris Howes so... signed a contract somewhere. Oh, I see, see, so we... see that list there, that, our team of the season. They're all at King's Inn next year. Was, that's strange. So, our team of the season and King's Inn's 2023 team, <laughs> apparently, is... In the National Sam League. Masters... Chris Harris, Ben Basso, Ryan Douglas, Dylan Rummel, Ben Cook, and Nick Morris after some quite heated debate. With the number eight being Josh Pickering. That's a decent team, to be fair. Well, yeah, it is a team of the season. (laughs) Well, no, but the fact that we've agreed and and seven, yeah, but I know what you're like, Kanye. You're liable to pick someone like. Awful. So, <laughs> you, someone that picks someone that picks Lebedevs for his for a GP Actually, pick. I, I had someone absolutely absolutely wild, and then I even started looking at stats, and I was like, I can't even like begin to argue this. But Can I can't you imagine what Rob, Rob's national development league. Actually, I think I think I had Drew Kent in the team of the season. <laughs> like, he's just uh, going to pick like Jack Smith. I'll guarantee, <laughs> I'll, guarantee, I'll guarantee Leon Flynn won't be in my Premiership one to seven. Oh. Uh, well, we've got there in the end. With five minutes Jake, to spare, might we had? Yeah, we've done all right there. Mm. Good stuff. We've got our team of the season. So, just to clarify our team of the season for the championship, we've got Again. Sam Masters, Taris, Benjamin Basso, Ryan Douglas, Dylan Rummel, Ben Cook, and Nick Morris. And I will be, I'm going to contact one of those for our end of season awards to see any of those that reply will can come on the show to accept their award. Which is on uh, behalf of the team, on behalf of the team. So, I think I've already spoke to Chris Harris. Is may come on the show, but I might speak to them all see if they want to come on the show. So, well done to them guys. Um, I can't wait for Nick Morris to come on after you said you don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't ask to. Nick Morris. No, we'll leave that one. Like the it. others can come on though. I'm fine with it. There's a lot of oh, there's a lot of Aussies, though, isn't there? Well, I mean, oh, well. you did anyway. pick them. Yeah, I, I did. I did want Carl Howarth. That's what makes it even worse. I can, we can still put um, Carl in. We've got four minutes. No, you're right. He's half Australian anyway. Isn't he? He's from Manchester. Yeah, he's half Australian. They're Mexicans. They're in the final. They are. That Lambert lad was all right, wasn't he? Yeah, he's done. He's done all right, and and Sheffield have. Have took a big step to being in it as well. So, what were um, the scores actually? Is... Should we have a quick window on the scores? I've yeah, got the go scores on, here if you want me to. Go on then. I think Sheffield, Sheffield, well, Sheffield won. I know that much. Uh, so, we'll go for all right, we'll go for the slightly less expected results. So, Wolverhampton have lost their home in the first leg of the playoff semi final. 47 43. Uh, top scoring. 
Yeah, evening Ben Peach. I hope you're happy, hey, pal. Um, top scoring for Sheffield was Adam Ellis with 11 plus one. Probably special mentions. Who top score for Wolverhampton? I do wonder. Team it may have been Nick Morris. Team of the season. With 14 points. Oh, who scored more than... In the Premier League team of the year, Douglas got one and one. <laughs> he did, yes. Um, and then in our... In the other one, uh, Bellevue have romped away with the win. Um, I did see someone earlier one, predicting then? a two-point Ipswich win, which I thought was ludicrous. Um, <laughs> was it an Ipswich fan? Uh, no, it wasn't. I don't. I, I, I think he was a Bellevue fan. We yeah. won't give um, you the, uh, the embarrassment of that. No, I no, I won't name them. But uh, Bellevue have won their second leg 55-35 and have won 173 on aggregate. It's really um, like five points, don't they? Aaron Summers, Danny King, Ryan Tungit, Troy Batcher, Paul Stagg, all get five. Robert Lambert got 15 point maximum. Who? Yeah. He's, oh, he's Never got a bell unit. As long as we get Bewley, I'm happy. You're not going to be very happy then. <laughs> I'm never happy. I'll support Kings then, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll take you in at work right, into 2023 National League Champions. Next next week on the show, I believe we... I don't know what we're doing. We'll, we'll obviously have, okay. we'll have the roundups of the um, all the leagues again and we'll come to the climax of the season. So we'll be looking forward to that. Um, we'll most probably do another team of the season, shall we, boys? Yeah, go on uh, then. I think the National Development League will be the next one closest to its conclusion. So we'll look to be doing our National Development League um, team of the season next week. Um, I think the last one of the last two league fixtures, at least, plus the semis, will have started. So we'll 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 aim for that national development league one to seven. But for this week, it's a big thank you to you guys for joining. Um, enjoyed that debate. I hope you did as well. I thought it was jolly good until you said Carl Althorsen. <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> I I'd thank done, you done just on. enough. Well, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. You know, it was good. That was that was good. I mean, I've got plenty of my riders in it, so I, I can't, can't complain. To get a full seven in the yeah, National I think, League. I think you've 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 done the most out of this, so well done yeah, for that. Five out of that, yeah. This is good, good effort. And then, um, well, we'll move on to next week. Then um, we look forward to listening next week. Uh, I know we've got Freddie Yak- Jakobson coming up. We've got a lot of guests still lined up for the remainder of the season, so we've got a few weeks left. I know a few guests want us to carry on, but there will be a point where we have to stop and and regroup for the remainder of the season. But for now, thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to you listening again next week. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.